Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I mean, it's becoming a habit at this point, almost a routine, almost like we've got OCD. All we can do to start out our show is discuss huge news. Last week, it was LeBron James. This week, it's even bigger than that. We'll explain what it is coming up here in just a minute. That guy's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and we come to you live like we do every single week from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. My man, Brady Quinn, a huge weekend in the Quinn household Tell the audience, tell the listeners, Brady, why your news is even bigger than LeBron James signing with L.A. Well, I mean, we, we created a, a new life. We, we brought a new life into this world, my wife and I. Um, so we had our second child on Friday, Friday morning at 10.09 a.m. East Coast. Um, Tegan Marie Quinn was born. So uh, we were, uh, you know, we've been just enjoying getting back to that kind of that baby phase and getting to know. Uh, our, our newest child. It's been it's been incredible. It really has been. And and the 
then this time around, it was a much, much easier process than the first time where you don't really know what to expect. You're kind of nervous. And like three days later, they, they give this baby to you, this human life, and you're expected to go home with it and know what to do. Uh, so a little easier this time around. Now, is there any jealousy with the older one? Any uh, jealousy that uh, not getting as much attention? Are you having to deal with that? It, you know, I, there, could, there could be potential of that, and, and this is why I say it. We brought the baby home finally today. You have to stay in the hospital usually for a couple of days. And we, we brought Tegan home today. And, I, you know, my, my daughter's not even two years old yet, Sloan. I don't know that she even knows, you know, kind of what's going on. But obviously she sees that everyone else is giving the baby attention. <laughs> she might think it's a rental. Like, ah, oh, it'll be gone in a couple of days. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> well, and, and honestly, she's so tiny. I mean, she was 6 pounds, 14 ounces when she was born. So she's so tiny that, like, sometimes when you're holding her, I don't even think she even knows that we're carrying anything around. So, um, I, you know, she didn't have a great day. You know, but, again, it's, it's, they call it a terrible two. You're terrible twos for, for a reason. Um, so it could be potentially that, but that's that's yet to be determined, and we'll see. And, and let me tell you this: my first daughter is stubborn. I uh, love her to death. She's the greatest thing in the world, next to Tegan now. But um, she is as stubborn as they get. So we'll we'll see who wins that battle. I can't imagine where she got that from. Can't even. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, you know Alicia. I know Alicia, my wife. So we're not gonna throw her under the bus. No, but, you know, no. Yeah, maybe yeah. she's not listening right now, so it doesn't matter. Also, oh, let's <laughs> throw her under the bus then. Come on, you start it, and we'll back it up. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right. So congratulations to you Quick, and uh... quickly though. The first response that you have after we we see the we announce the birth of our child is that I'm screwed because I don't have my DD. Because yeah. I don't have my designated driver. That, that's, that's the first words of congratulations that you give. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, you're going to have to do what the rest of us did. For nine months, you had a designated driver in the house. Uh, you could just go out and get rip-roaring drunk. I mean, just think about all the great stuff you got got to be able to do and participate in and always had a ride home. Now you're going to have to be like the rest of us. You're going to have to call Uber. You're going to have to call a Lyft. It's just the way it's got to be. Take your Chevrolet legs, if you will. That's just the way it's got to be, Brady. I'm sorry. Your designated no. driver is gone. It's your turn now. My life has changed since I had a child. Those days are, are long gone. Now, you could have made that case before we had our first one, and there was definitely a hall pass kind of given to go out and have a good time and to give her a late-night call to say, hey, can you come pick me up? That was that was definitely the case going into our first child. Not so much this time around, though. It was an entirely different deal considering you know all the responsibilities of being a father and all that. It's, 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 it's kind of tough waking up at 6 a.m. with your child when, you're, when you've got a hangover. Like for any parent out there that's done it before, <laughs> you do, believe me, it, it's the last thing you want to do. So when you kind of go to pick up that extra beer or get that extra cocktail, you're thinking in the back of your mind, this could be a huge mistake yeah. tomorrow. So you just pass. Yeah, but but then what ends up happening is uh, I would just I, I would encourage you to do this. This is the only piece of advice I'm going to give you. All right, and just t- just take it from me, and you can do with it what you will. Okay, are you ready for this piece of advice? Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, whatever you do, if you've had a couple of drinks, don't call Steve Kime, general manager for the Cardinals, for a run <laughs> because oh, uh, apparently apparently uh, there's just not enough uh, ride sharing services around the Scottsdale or Phoenix or wherever the hell in uh, Arizona he got busted for it which is unbelievable to me how anybody still gets a DUI to stay at age. Makes no sense. That's the worst place to get one, too. Oh, my God. (laughs) Tent City, putting on those pink jumpsuits that you've got to wear (laughs) when they send you out there. I mean, they've got a zero-tolerance policy, do they not? Um, Here's here's the part that blows my mind. I, I used to understand when people would get Deweys 
and oh uh, well you know why you like I think I'm okay and you want to really ride your car around and you just got it uh, put together and it's got the new sound system and all that stuff but nowadays when it's so easy to just hit a button and you got to ride within seven eight minutes I mean not for me <laughs> you were on the phone with me when I got screwed by an Uber driver recently but you must have a terrible rating uh, no I, mean, I don't that's, I have a that's great all rating. you can amount to I have a great no rating. I, I could only imagine. Well, I'm not going to get into it. I was, I was going to make a comparison to you and Jameis Winston, but I prob- probably shouldn't go. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, probably, that's probably, probably not. Uh, that. Listen, it's Tegan's first show. Let's leave that on yeah, the table. Yeah. All right, let's. Uh, let's he's got to have a bad rating, though, right? Oh yeah, his rate. He's in the negatives. Uh, is what his <laughs> rating is. He's like, like yeah. He, you know what? You know what his Uber rating is? Uh, it's Nathan Peterman's quarterback rating. Uh, that that's what that's what Jameis Winston's Uber rating is uh, at this point in time. But you know the worst part about that whole scenario, though, but just, just I, before you go any further, though, is is that was like his first concern was he he got his account shut down by Uber. I know. And he was I like, know. oh no, now I'm not going to have my ride sharing opportunity if I go out for a few drinks. Hey, hey guys, I got some bad news. I'm going to have to not partake <laughs> in the beer bong tournament this weekend. Uh, I, I got I got clipped by Uber. Um, yeah, so uh, look, uh, Steve Kime, just a, a poor choice, a poor decision made by, uh, and I'm curious to see how the NFL handles that uh, with the Cardinals general manager. Let me ask you this, though, Brady Quinn. Tis the season. Here we go again. Whispers about a potential NFL lockout. NBA players making too much money. Uh, we want some of that money. Why is our union not as strong as theirs? You do a better job of this than anybody else on the radio or in television to make it understandable as to what is happening and why it's going down this way. Is there any shot whatsoever that the NFL players actually lock out and we don't get football for a certain amount of time? Well, to answer that, I've got to start by saying there's a difference between a lockout and a strike. Okay, A strike. Well, no, there's a huge difference. I mean, a lockout is basically the owners saying, hey, we don't like this collective bargaining agreement, the CBA. We want to redo the deal. So we're locking you out, and we want you to come to the negotiation table with us and agree to terms that we see more fit, right? A strike is the union, or the players in this case, going to the owners and saying, ah, nope, you know, this deal's up, and we're striking. We're not going to play. We're not going to you know, let you utilize our services until we figure out an agreement that we feel like is fair. Now, the reason why that should take place and probably will take place is this. There's a ton of of things on the table that players want to discuss with the owners and want to you know, try to renegotiate because the last CBA was such a bad deal. Now, the, the reasons why you'd say that they won't go into a, a strike, for example, is the guy who's leading them, DeMarie Smith, who's the president, he's the one who did the last deal. So, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, the, the, the worst way to, to basically stop you know, and, and spoil the, the golden egg for everyone for the fans, for the owners, for the players, is to have a work stoppage, right? To have a strike or a lockout. So they're going to try to avoid that at all costs. The situation basically comes down to, though, is DeMarie Smith going to be strong enough as a leader of the union and willing to say, I did a bad deal. I need to do a better job this time around at the negotiation table. And then are the players, are the players able to be strong enough as a group together to say, we're sticking to it? We're going to miss games. We're going to miss opportunities to be paid, and we're going to get potentially a year older in our prime for some of those players to not play the game of football in order to get the type of contracts that we want, the type of CBA that we want. That's what needs to take place and needs to happen. Now, I think there'll be a strike. I don't necessarily know that they'll miss games. 
Because when it comes down to it, after being a part of the last lockout uh, back in 2010 before they agreed to this current CBA, I can't begin to tell you, Jonas, how poor situations players were in. Players were taking advanced payments on future contracts, so they're out of money because once you're in a lockout, you're not getting paid anything anymore. The The union didn't really know how to handle it. They had diverted $60,000, which is a lot of money to most people out there, but they diverted $60,000 with the two years leading up into a non-interest earning account, which if anyone knows this, look, your savings account earns a little bit of interest, okay? You'd be moronic to want to put your money in something that earns zero interest. So the players' union thought it would be wise to put it there that $60,000, not in an account that could grow, but in one just that, that actually loses out on the inflation, right? So anyway, you know, th- there's, there's reasons why I think it will definitely happen. I just don't think they're going to end up missing games because ultimately when it comes down to it, the owners have all the leverage, in particular in the NFL, more so than any other professional sport. Is it smart to telegraph your move this far out when you've got you know players that are talking about it? Uh, Todd Gurley's made mention, Russell Okun, and I know, and there's so many layers of this. So we're going to get into this throughout the course of the show because I do think it's interesting, and it affects you listening right now because you may not have football um, if this does go to the extreme level. But is it smart for players to telegraph this this far out? No, it's stupid, and, and honestly, it's it's really, um, you know, guys just kind of puffing their chests. They can threaten all they want. How many of the guys that you talked about, like Russell Okung, is he going to be in the NFL on the other side of the CBA? I mean, honestly, like the people who actually want to care about the future of the NFL and the type of contracts that they're signing, it's the guys who are in high school or college right now. Like those are the guys that are going to be coming into the league that are like, dude, I want a better, I want a better collective bargaining agreement, and so. Here's the issue why the NFL Players Union has struggled so poorly. They have made the agents their enemies. They, there's a thing called an SRA, a Standard uh, Representation Agreement. And what it states is basically the union says, we think that agents should get paid X, X amount of dollars or, or a percentage of your contracts. They used to say 3%. They cut that in half to 1.5%. So now they're basically telling players out there, when you sign with an agent, you should tell them 1.5%. Because you really don't value him that much, okay? So the max used to be three. That's what they used to recommend. They cut that in half to 1.5%. So think about that. Like the best resources and tools you have are the people who are the agents who obviously want these guys to play football, who, who work with teams and want to work out a deal. And, and, and the majority of them are lawyers. So they're, good, they're, they're obviously good at reading contracts, reading a collective bargaining agreement, for example. Some have a lot of experience in that. And on top of it, they're good at negotiations. So the problem with all this is the union has made the agents the enemy. And you look at any other professional sports, I don't, I don't care if it's hockey or baseball or basketball, the agents typically help out the union in getting these things done and getting it accomplished and coming up with creative ways of making that happen. But for the NFL, unfortunately, they have made agents their enemy. The union has. And that is going to be a bad thing once this thing, when, when the crap hits the fan to say it. Um, yeah, and there's like I said, there's a lot of uh, a lot of layers uh, to this, so we'll get into that uh, a little bit later on. Brady Quinn here, Jonas Knox, Fox Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, it's already off to a terrible start for one of the greatest players of all time. Find out what we mean, the nasty, disturbing details next here on FSR. <laughs> This song stinks. Oh, come on. Bobo's playing it for my daughter, man. That's messed up. Oh. I thought he was playing it for me. (laughs) Well, that'd be fitting, too. You should see how how tight my jeans are 
Good Christ. I mean, you got to <laughs> literally take a, a, a scraper, a spatula to try and get these bad boys off. And I'm wearing, by the way, you guys missed the notice. Bobo and Brady missed the notice. Uh, Eric Roberts and I are both wearing Sperry Topsiders. It's hot out, man. <laughs> We're on a boat. <laughs> We're on a boat. And depending on, uh, on, on, <laughs> on, on how the interview goes in 10 minutes from now, that boat's either going to be a smooth sail or it's going to be the Titanic. It could go one of two ways. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know how that has anything to do the, with it. For the shoe fashion choice today. So. Well, listen, I'm just saying, man. Sperry I don't think I have Sperry's. I don't, no, I don't I think don't. I have Sperry topsiders. They're so comfortable. Yeah. Roberts, that's all he has. That's all I wear, Literally, man. It's really, it's really, uh, <laughs> it's, if, it's if you see me in like Nikes, it's probably because I'm going to like <laughs> yeah. a bar or something. I don't want to get stuff on my Sperry's. Yeah. Are you being yeah. serious right now? I swear to God, I wear Sperry's probably ninety five percent of the time I'm okay, here. Okay, here's 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 okay. Here's, I have Sperry's <laughs> sandals. <laughs> yeah, but lying. here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you are a guy out there and you don't have the biggest calves in the world, and you wear shoes and it makes your legs look even smaller, Sperry topsiders are smaller on your feet and it doesn't look as bad. That's how it's done. You're saying it, it, it makes your calves look bigger, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, basically. How yeah. vain are you, dude? Like, who talks about this? Listen, uh, by the way, uh, uh, I got some tips for you. I bought a new, I bought a new uh, uh, Brady, blow dryer. As as you are. I bought a new blow dryer. Seriously, this thing's like a Rolls Royce. It's a Rolls oh, Royce man, of blow dryers. Is, it, is this about the leave-in conditioner? Oh, this man. Is, how you, so good. is this what you're talking about? So good. Anyway, can we get back to the show here, please? I'm, 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 like, we're just going off the rails here. Uh, all right, uh, Jonas Sox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. In less than 10 minutes from now, Brady's brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, not that hippie who's got the bad music, the guy who's a hockey player, he just signed a big-time contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Jack Johnson is going to be with us. This could get this, – this could, that could definitely go off the rails because I don't think Brady trusts me fully with, uh, with a family member on the air. Uh, he, it's already touch and go with A.J. Hawk, who's out of his mind. The fact that it's Jack Johnson, <laughs> we might have an issue. So we'll see how that goes. Well, you, what you're failing to tell people is you're a big, big Pittsburgh Penguins fan. That's so, the rumor. Listen, that, yeah, that is so, the rumor. So I think if we're just going to go ahead and get into a little bit of it, you know, like, like a winning culture. If you were to define a winning culture in the NHL, I think Pittsburgh would be it. Would it not? Oh, 100%. That's, that's actually okay. what I want to ask him. I, I want to know if he can tell the difference between a winning culture and like, God, let me, let me think of a culture that's – uh, like the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, I want to know if he can tell the difference between the two. That's really what I want to do. Well, he, I, he hasn't really been in Pittsburgh that long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I how, how would he? I know. Um, uh. Okay. The reason why uh, that's an uncomfortable topic that we probably can't dive fully in with Jack Johnson, go ahead and Google search John Tortorella, his former coach, and his comments about Jack Johnson recently. Not a very nice guy. Uh, not, not, no. not very nice things to say about a, a former player. Somebody's a little too sensitive, is what it sounds it, like. It must be why there's so many free agent guys wanting to go to Columbus now. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's that. uh, so. Uh, so we will get into that uh, with Jack coming up here in uh, in less than ten minutes from now. So uh, the LeBron James era in LA, man, off to a smashing success. Uh, a mural, <laughs> a mural of LeBron James was uh, was painted on a wall, and um, it's already been graffitied. Uh, already, already been what, dead. What was on it? What was graffiti on it? Well, there uh, somebody put three and six, which I guess is alluding to his uh, record in the NBA Finals. Um, <laughs> what else would that be alluding to? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> depends on how cold it is. Um, and uh, and also, <laughs> and, and also, 
Uh, there oh, was there was man. a there was I, I guess there was a, a, a LeBron James. Was there a LeBron James face that was up on a mural and somebody took a yeah. shoe and knocked some, it off? Some guy like crossed the street. That one I watched and uh, literally sat there throwing his shoe twenty five feet high just to knock off this this face of LeBron James that was put up over Kobe. Yeah, that's the key point. That he it was a picture of Kobe and they put a, Le, a LeBron's picture over Kobe's unit like over Kobe's. Uh, mural and the person the guy took his shoe and just literally knocked the picture down yeah that's uh so it's not not off to uh the greatest start for lebron james but <laughs> but here's man this is it, it's why last week when when we were on the air right after it happened and basically the entire joe the show was hijacked by lebron james that's all we talked about for three hours i know i was excited about it and when lebron james made the decision to go to la like this is a different type of expectation because they can say all they want about, oh man, you know, we we're look. There's no, we're you know, we're just happy to be back. We just want to go to the playoffs. We want to get that playoff taste again. I got news for you. If he doesn't want a, an NBA title while he's out here, that's a bad look, man. And you guys can yeah. try and sell me on, oh no, it's all about bringing the prestige back to the organization. BS. I think he knows that as well too. That it's a long shot winning a title here, which is why I've always felt that this was more than just a basketball move. Do you get the sense, though, um, when, when you kind of think about just how this was all orchestrated? Because it really started before the, this, this free agent period, right? Yeah. Before LeBron opted out, it started with the trade of Isaiah Thomas and, and Channing Frye. Yeah. That's how this all started. And, and I, I guess I just wonder, like, do people trust the Lakers' front office with the way they've drafted and, and then the pieces that they've brought together now to be able to make something happen? Because it, it's not just about – I mean, it is about LeBron's legacy, right? His brand is as big as anyone's in the NBA right now, and you could include any team in that. But it's also got to be about like the Lakers moving forward. Like this is a huge move. If this doesn't work out for LeBron, like yes, that's going to be the first part of the story. But it's also going to be like, where is this storied franchise? Where are the LA Lakers at this yeah. point? If they can't win a championship with who is, I think we agree, the best player in basketball right now. No, of course, of course. But he's also, man, there. The amount of games that he has played added on to regular season and add on the playoff games, how much he played last year, you're basically handing the fate of the franchise over to a guy in his mid-30s who's great right now, no doubt about it, but a guy who is the face of the franchise, and if if there's one injury, if he suffers one injury, you are screwed. You will be set back for a decade. You want to know how I know that? Because it sounds really familiar to what happened a few years ago when they turned and made the face of the franchise, Kobe Bryant, gave him a brand new contract, and he couldn't stay healthy. They were never the same after that. So him going here alone, you can say, oh, listen, he's all about bringing back the winning culture. All right, if he's all about it, that's fine. But when it doesn't happen, don't come complaining. Like, don't don't talk about how, man, this guy, this was a failure. Why did we risk all this? Just... I, there's more risk than in this, and I think people want to acknowledge they're just so caught up in the hype. And this is outside the fact that the, you know his stuff is being uh, tagged uh, over his face on a mural somewhere. I just <laughs> the, the the difference I think with Kobe though is he had the built-in equity, right? He had won oh, yeah. championships, and he started there, he finished there, right? I mean, sort of like with the whole you know trade and everything, like when when he first got in the league. But um, the the point is like Le- what LeBron's done in the past. To Lakers fans, doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, Shaquille O'Neal's quote is probably the most meaningful right now because he had been successful in other places, and he came to the Lakers and won championships. He said, look, to, in order to be considered a successful Laker, you got to win. 
And so, you know, three and six, winning three NBA championships, being to what, eight straight NBA finals, all that's irrelevant, right? Yeah. Yeah. All, all that's irrelevant unless he's able to win some for LA. And that's ultimately going to be how he's going to be judged once he gets there. Not anything else he's done before then. Right. Um, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. All right, coming up next, this could be the most dangerous interview we've ever done. Uh, uh, a relative of Brady Quinn who just signed a huge, big, fat contract as a free agent is going to join you next here on FSR. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, you pay your respects to Steve DeSager. Good evening, gentlemen. We've got quite a ball game going on in Arizona right now. It's 3-3 in the 16th inning. Padres against the Diamondbacks. Arizona ran out of pitchers, so their 10th pitcher of the game throwing the top of the 16th their catcher Jeff Mathis he got the first two outs and then faced Will Myers who has just homered off him 4-3 San Diego takes the lead in the 16th Myers had three homers last night and the Padres lost 20-5 to last night in Arizona this game is in the 16th inning right now meanwhile Yasiel Puig had a three-run homer in Anaheim for the Dodgers tonight he has just left the game with an apparent rib injury in his next at bat it's a 3-2 lead over the Angels bottom of the fifth right now Seattle and San Francisco with home wins the Yankees won in 10 innings at Toronto 2-1 the save to David Robertson as Araldis Chapman with knee tendonitis was not available Chapman was one of the AL All-Star relievers named tonight the rosters are out also named Edwin Diaz, Mariners closer. He got his 35th save today in Seattle's 6-4 win over Colorado. Craig Kimbrell of Boston also named an All-Star. He picked up his 27th save. Red Sox won their sixth straight 7-4 at Kansas City. Houston won its sixth in a row. Cubs and Milwaukee each won. The starters for the All-Star game include from Boston not only Mookie Betts in the outfield but DHJD Martinez. The All-Star game will be on Fox TV from D.C. a week from Tuesday. Bryce Harper of Washington will start along with LA Dodger outfielder Matt Kemp. Houston's Justin Verlander will not pitch in the All-Star game because he's starting the Sunday before for Houston. The Chicago Bulls matched an offer sheet to keep Zach Levine. The Spurs declined to match Kyle Anderson's offer sheet. He'll go to Memphis. Kevin Na, the golf winner at the Greenbrier by five strokes. Brandon Browner, ex-Seahawk in the news. He's from Los Angeles and he was arrested this afternoon in an LA suburb after being wanted for a long list of charges including kidnapping, burglary, false imprisonment and violation of a restraining order in relation to an incident that took place earlier this morning. The World Cup is off until Tuesday's semifinal, Belgium against France, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox TV. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. This man is a brand-new Pittsburgh Penguin. He is also the brother-in-law of a guy by the name of Brady Quinn. Oh, yeah, I do the show with him here on Fox Sports Radio. Jack Johnson with us here on FSR. Jack, thanks so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. How uh, you've had any time. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, no, and, and I just want to start off, uh, congratulations on the new deal. Um, how much do you hate John Tortorella? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> right, right out of the gates, you guys are just throwing hardballs at me. No. No, honestly, I, do. I mean, I don't. I, got, I, got, I know. I have, I, have, I have zero hard feelings there. Jack, I was going to say, I hope you know that the only reason why Jonas brings that up is the fact that he is a huge Pittsburgh Penguins fan. So the second he found out that you were signing, he took all credit for it. Like, I know you've got to pay your agent and everything else for the deal, but Jonas wants to make a case, I think, for why he should get a piece of it because he did kind of – 
I, I don't know, prophesize yes. this like a few weeks before it actually happened, Jack. Okay, here, here's a fact. Jack, listen I to mean, this. I mean, I, I wish you would have told me this because my wife and I were going back and forth trying to you know figure out every possible scenario that could be thrown at us, and of course none of them came true. So I wish you would have told us about this and put our mind at ease. Well, he, I blame Jonas. Oh, well, here's, here's, okay, if, if you want to know the truth about this, this goes back to the NHL trade deadline. So the NHL trade deadline was coming up, and, and there was all these rumors, uh, uh, is Jack Johnson on the move, whatnot. Brady and I were devising plans to either get you traded back to L.A. or to Florida so that that way we could hang out together more often. That's a true story. That we actually did a full segment on radio. We should have been fired for it, probably. But we were trying. We were trying to doctor the NHL trade deadline just to fit our interests. So very selfish of both of them. <laughs> Jack, let me just ask you this though, um, because you know I, I don't want to get into the whole conversation. Everything that was said, but like my initial reaction from knowing what I know and, and seeing what was said publicly. I was shocked. Like, I don't know why anyone would, would, one, want to go play for a coach who acted like Tortorella did after the fact, and, two, who's blind to the fact that, like, Pittsburgh's won two of the last three Stanley Cups. I mean, it, it is a winning culture. It seems like a great opportunity. You've got to be excited about it. Oh, I'm thrilled. I'm, I'm thrilled about my, my new opportunity there, and that, that was the only point I was really trying to get, get across. Uh, you know, Torts and I have uh, talked since then. I talked to the president and everything to kind of, you know, clear the air and let him know exactly where I was coming from. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I had just signed and got thrown into the press conference. Um, and, you know, I may, taking a stab at Columbus or anything was nowhere on my radar. Columbus wasn't even, you know, a, a thought in my head. And all I was trying to do was pay, pay a compliment to the Pittsburgh Penguins, let them know how excited I was to be there. But, uh, you know, since then, I've, I've talked to Torts. We've hashed it out. And, uh, he, he knows where I was coming from, and we both say, you know, we're yeah. you know done with this because, you know, we're, and and we're sure, you know, when we go to play each other again, the media will bring it back up, and uh, you know, we just you know both acknowledge that we're done with it, and you know, I, looking back on my time with him, though, I mean, I had a hell of a lot more good times and bad times, and uh, you know, we we both acknowledge that, and um, you know, said you know we we have absolutely no hard feelings, and uh, you know, looking forward to competing against each other now. The, the other thing I was going to say is, like, sometimes things get misconstrued, right? Like, you read them in print, but you don't necessarily know the person or you don't know the tone. Like, I've had coaches before where they would say, like, F you. And, and they would say that often, but they didn't necessarily always mean it in a demeaning way. Like, my impression of Tortorella is, like, conversations with him – Probably, if they were printed, would never look good. But they like they could be <laughs> clearly misinterpreted, right? Like you know what I mean. Like, am I the only one who's had that experience with coaches where, or like a superior, where someone's like you know cussing at you, but it's actually not the way it looks on print when you see their face and you see the tone and you see the way they talk. That's just how they talk. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I've had numerous coaches like that, and usually, you know, when someone comes in and you know gives you the the F you or something, sometimes it's, it's either they're giving you a compliment or they're just trying to make you laugh. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I've had that numerous times. I mean, going all the way back to almost high school when, you know, coaches shouldn't be talking to you that way, but they do. And we all loved it as high school athletes. But, uh, I mean, I don't know what athlete hasn't had a coach like that. Uh, Jack Johnson with us here, uh, brand new uh, defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Brady's brother-in-law uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. So, Jack, let me – 99% of us will never know what it's like to be a free agent, to, to be able to, to pick and choose where you want to play 
Uh, you're in demand. There's several teams looking at you. Take us through what the process is like and why ultimately Pittsburgh was the right fit for you. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, years ago, I mean, when I first, you know, you turn pro and you watch everyone going through free agency or get to that point, you think like, you know, hey, man, you know, it's, that's kind of cool that you could sit there and try and pick it. But once I went through it myself with, you know, a family and everything, it's pretty stressful. <laughs> it's it's uh, not quite as you know fun as you think it would be leading up to it because there's just the, the unknown. You know, I mean, there's it, it's exciting, it's stressful, it, it's all those things, and it kind of depends on how you look at it. And I mean, I, I talked to Brady about it several times. Uh, you know, just to you know, kind of navigate your way through it. And uh, the best way he put it is like, "Hey, look, man, it's it's an adventure. Like, you know, when in your life are you are you not going to know where you're going to be for the next couple of years playing hockey? It's 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 fun and exciting. So we took that uh, that approach as a, as a family here. And uh, you know, leading leading up to it, uh, we were pretty convinced that we were going to end up going to Anaheim actually. And uh, you know, that then one night, late at night, I was actually at a movie with uh, uh, my wife and uh, my father-in-law, Brady's dad. We were we were watching uh, the new yeah, Chopper. Uh, the, the new Jurassic Park movie, and uh, I, I had to leave because I got a call from my agent in the middle of it. Uh, he said, "Hey, Pittsburgh just came in with, uh, um, you know, very interested in you." And I was like, "Oh man, this is just out of the blue. We never, never thought it was a possibility." And uh, you know, everything just seemed to fit. It was, number one, it was close to home. Uh, we, we wanted to be close to home, keep the family close. Uh, number two, it was. It, it, it's a team like you know again as i'm saying it's it's been a winning team and uh it gives me a great chance to to win there playing hockey uh i i can't can't ask for 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 a better situation going into free agency i don't think uh you know with with that to come about out of left field really you know we sitting around thinking of all the possibilities you think you've covered them all and you know one comes up that you didn't really think about. And, uh, um, you know, we, we looked at Pittsburgh. They're a cap team. They've been winning. We figured out oh, they probably probably don't need much help here and, you know, and uh, or, or would be interested in me. And it just uh, just happened to play out that way. I mean, uh, yeah. if, if you were really tr- considering Anaheim, I would just encourage you to go take a skate around the Honda Center. That place is a dump. <laughs> it is an absolute dump. Uh, what a toilet, Wait, man. You're missing the lead, Jonas. How was the Jurassic Park movie? Did you actually get to see the ending? I heard that movie stunk. Oh, uh, it wasn't that bad. I watched it. I mean, <laughs> You I was, saw it? Yeah, I was half in the bag, wow. but it wasn't that bad from what I remember. <laughs> it wasn't that you know bad. what? Honestly, we went into it just thinking, like, it's, it's probably not going to be that great. But we have to go see it. Like, it's a Jurassic Park movie. We have to go see it. So we didn't go into it thinking that we're going to leave there being blown away. Hey, what's the worst arena in the NHL? It's got to be the Honda Center, right? That place is an Andy Gump. It sucks. It's, <laughs> come on, Jack. Let's, let's have an honest conversation here. I mean, you know, like, no, look. no chance. If you would asked me worst arena in the league, no chance I would have said Honda Center. Okay. Um, I, I actually don't. I don't think it's that bad. Worst arena in the league. Give me a second. Um, you know, again, I mean, I putting me on the spot here. I mean, there's a few cities I, I'm not too keen on going to. I mean, I, well, Jack, I used to say... I used we to can say throw some NFL but, uh, stadiums under the, under the table if you want, man. Like the O.co is, is a is a hole. I mean, it, it, it is, is it is the black hole yep. of the NFL. It it's is. awful. Uh, <laughs> it is. No, 
I mean, I used to say Edmonton, but they just built a brand new arena. It's beautiful. I'd have to go with my least favorite arena to go to. I'd probably say Calgary. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, ma- that, that makes sense. And, and now, now, let me ask you this. Uh, when's the last time, or like, what's the... The Barclays Center, the Barclays Center is up there, too. Okay. Now, what, what's what's the place, the city you go to to play a game, and when you're getting off the bus or you're leaving the hotel, you're like, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to get there with everything I came with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's got. I mean, come on. There's got to be some neighborhoods out there that you're like, yeah, this this is probably not the safest walk in the world. Oh man, uh, I, I mean, there's a few places I probably wouldn't. I mean, I probably wouldn't walk to the game at the Barclays Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, that's a newer stadium. I'm kind of surprised that you don't like that venue. It's just the way it's set up. You know, what? yeah, it's 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 just not. You, you can tell it wasn't built for hockey. It's it's a it's an entertainment venue for sure. I mean, like some of the fans, like it, it looks like some of the fans can't even see part, like part of the rink from where they're sitting. You know, so you can tell it was kind of like a last second. Okay, you know, we'll we'll bring the you know the Islanders in here while they're rebuilding their new stadium and just kind of a you know a quick fix there. But uh, I mean, like again, you're you're playing in the National Hockey League. You know, none of them are you know really that bad. But you know when you're it's it's all relative, right? But yeah, uh, when you're comparing them all, you know I'd say okay, well this one's probably my least favorite to go to. But um, I noticed that like not all the cars can fit underneath. Um, <laughs> you know, so like you know, there's just a couple things out there that I'd be like, oh, this just doesn't quite seem like it adds up. But, um, you know, it, you, you can tell when they built it, hockey wasn't what they were thinking about. Yeah, you know, well. you're thinking about basketball concerts entertainment you know which yeah i'm sure it's great for that uh, yeah well one one more jonas one more for me at okay least. i've it, got another one too but i want mine to be the well, one. this so you go. well this this might okay. actually steal your thunder a little right. bit because I was, I was gonna say you know jack there's a lot of good places to eat in pittsburgh <laughs> from annie brothers this one <laughs> here's, here's saloon, one baby. place to stay away from the tequila cowboy is oh, that, is that how it's pronounced jonas yeah, the, is that is that the venue listen <laughs> listen jack i have uh, i have i've walked around the streets of pittsburgh and at half the time i thought i was a woman i have no idea what <laughs> happened uh way too many iron city lights and the tequila cowboy is a place i would recommend you just stay as far away from as possible it is a violent bunch there uh they they already they already shoved a pittsburgh steeler offensive coordinator down to the ground and shattered his hip i would recommend yeah, staying away yeah, yeah, it, no, yeah it's it, in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, now let me ask. You, I have one more question for you here, and then and then we'll uh, we'll wrap up with this. Well, well, I was I was gonna go off that. I I heard about the the, the offensive coordinator. Now I, I tried to read up on it a little bit. It sounded like somebody did something to his wife while he was there. Yeah, I mean, there's right? some conflicting reports. She. <laughs> what's the nicest way to say that that she? Um, was it? I said I didn't all have to do about the mechanical bull. Uh, Wasn't yeah, that what yeah, this there was, was all there, there was something like that. No, nothing. Nothing good happens on a mechanical. No, bull, nothing. <laughs> well, nothing. <laughs> no, a lot of broken hearts on that thing. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? unless no, unless nobody's looking. You know what I mean? Um, all right. So, so here we go. Well, but I was I was trying to read up on it, and it sounded like somebody did something to his wife, and you know he obviously was being protective of his wife, and I thought like, man, this guy's getting a bad rap because he's just being protective of his wife, like. You know, I, I would hope that people would like, you know, say, "Hey, good job! You're protecting your wife." If that happened to me, but yeah. I don't know what all no, happened. 
Yeah, it's, not, it's not if they're upset bizarre. with the play calling. Yeah, <laughs> not, they'll, they'll um, overlook that in a heartbeat. All right, so Jack Johnson, Pittsburgh Penguins defenseman, uh, Brady's brother-in-law. T- we've got it. We we are so up against it. But uh, ten seconds or less, can you do this for me? All right, ten seconds or less. All right. Most drunk you've ever seen Brady at a family get together. <laughs> oh God! All right, so that I mean that would have to be my my own bachelor bachelorette party but i gotta be honest with you, he got me way more drunk than he was so <laughs> yeah that is true i was hammered he's that a night. good guy like that he's, he's very good yeah. uh hey jack thanks so much man yeah. let's do it again soon this is fun thanks jack yeah absolutely and uh you guys make sure you congratulate brady on this brand new uh baby girl oh we did oh, we yeah. absolutely yeah, did. we were talking about it all right there it is awesome uh thanks awesome. jack all right, talk to you guys later. Uh, Jack Johnson, right, uh, brand new defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, here on Fox Sports Radio, Brady's brother-in-law. All right, so uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, I'm hearing rumblings that Live Bet Jesus is back. He's been terrible lately. We'll see if that continues here on Fox Sports Radio. There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer tool. Get a custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save at Progressive.com. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Live Bet Jesus is hovering over the building. He has just sent a tweet out. Uh, if you don't believe me, you can go to the Twitter account, at Live Bet Jesus. Uh, he has sent a tweet out. He is ready. He is ready to apparently make a pick at some point here during this segment. So I know Brady's excited about it. Here's the crazy thing. Uh, with the LeBron James news last week, lost in the shuffle was the fact that Live Bet Jesus lost again. <laughs> like he he cannot he cannot get a catch a break. Really, really, uh, really sucks. Uh, so yeah. I know Brady, uh, you're bummed out about that. You always are. Uh, I'm are very I'm extremely strong. bummed out about it. I actually responded to him on Twitter um, with his announcement that he's going to be joining us because you know, look, I, I want to put some more pressure on him. I know I know he feels the weight of the world right now, but he should because his name is Live Bet Jesus, and mm-hmm. uh, for our. our betting fans out there he's been giving them some bad advice i mean it's getting to the point where you may want to just bet opposite of whatever advice he communicates through you yeah it's um i i think that's a bit harsh uh, i i don't know that that's necessarily a, a fair statement but uh but again uh live bet jesus is somewhere around the building and he will be here and he's gonna he, he's looking to bounce back right and i think yeah. you've got to admire his courage his guts under fire the fact that he is willing to 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 take the beating and come back for more i think i think he earns your respect i i would think so well not not really i mean you'd like okay. to see him win i'd love <laughs> to see that but yeah. earning respect i mean that's a whole different thing yeah. Look, my bet is he, he's probably gonna bet on what the dodgers angels aren't they playing tonight uh i, I don't know uh, I have no yeah. idea what he's going to pick. That Listen, would be my my guess. That would be that would probably be the game that I see him him picking. Maybe I'm wrong. But. Oh my God! He didn't even let you finish your thought, and he said, "Hey, bleep you, bleep hole! I'm getting in here, and I'm picking a winner." Good God! Hey, the lights are out in the studio again. Completely pitch black here in the studio. No offense, Bobo. I can't see a damn thing. I cannot see a damn thing. Live Bet Jesus is a character on the show. He shows up every week. He makes a pick in the final segment of the first hour every single week. Brady and I have never met him. A piece of paper falls down onto the desk, and all I do is read what's on, what's on the paper. I don't write it. I don't make it up. If you think I'm lying, here is the paper. It has already fallen down onto the desk. There is a light shining into the studio here in Fox Sports Radio. So I will read its contents. Here we go. It is today, on the 8th day of July, 2018, 
that I, Live Bet Jesus, proclaim the pick to be Angels on the money line. <laughs> How about that? Angels on the money line is the pick from Live Bet Jesus. It's a holy oh, edition man, here. And it doesn't pay out. He, he's, he's going with the favorite because <laughs> do it doesn't mean? pay out. What a what loser. Come on. So there's a big discussion. It is a discussion involving something many of you really, really enjoy, and you might be without it for a certain amount of time. We'll explain what that is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. We do it every single week here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, just to catch you up to speed on everything that's gone on in the show so far, if you've been away or you just woke up from a, a drunken nap, whatever the case may be, uh, Live Bet Jesus appeared and uh, stunned everybody and took the Angels on the money line. Uh, it sounded like he was going to take the under, and then Al- Albert Pujols, I guess, hit a home run. Um, and I don't know what the reasoning. He'd already made his pick well before that. Um, oh, it sounded like he was drawing it out to make the <laughs> pick mean, in the last – the last uh, second. Yeah, and, and the irony to it all was he, he probably took the bet that would pay out the least at, at that very moment. Well, so that, I mean. He, he was looking for a safe bet at this point. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a single, not a home run, if you know what I mean. Well, I think we're splitting hairs here. Uh, the bottom line is he took the angels uh, because you know, angels are holy. Uh, bet Jesus is holy. It just made <laughs> sense in the moment. So he took that. And also Brady's brother-in-law, Jack Johnson, joined us. Uh, last hour um, here on Fox Sports Radio, brand new defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not that hippie who's got a bunch of bad music that you listen to when you're drinking one of those eight ounce Corona Ritas, and uh, and you're kicking a hacky sack around at the beach trying to figure out uh, who's got the best sunburn. Uh, not that guy, because that guy sucks. Jack Johnson's the brand new defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He joined us earlier in the show, and uh, straight from Jack's mouth, the most drunk Brady's ever been at a family function. At Jack Johnson's bachelor bachelorette party, so true there it story. Is. Yeah, true story. There it um, is. And and just one one thing of of note on lime maritas, my wife one time went out and bought a bunch of beer, and for some reason, you know, like I'm not really one of those like Bud Light lime guys. They're gross. But man. she, yeah, and, and she wanted to get like a variety of them, and it's like summertime, so she thought that was like the invoke thing to do. She by accident bought the lime marita things. And so not only one was I kind of upset that she was going to go the route of Bud Light Lime, then I find out that she got these little 8-ounce Limerita pieces of oh, crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I almost served her papers right then and there. Yeah, I was and, almost like, this is over with. Oh, look, Talk to my attorney. I don't ever see you again. You, but, but you thought about it. You counted to 10, and you said, okay, okay. Let's but if it, it happens again, we're finished here. <laughs> All right, and, and that's, that's a smart move. Let me tell you this, though. You know what I just had last week? You know what I just had last week? A Bud yeah. Light Orange. Not bad, oh, no. man. Not bad. No, I'm telling you, it. Look, it's not the greatest okay, thing in the world, but it's not bad. Isn't that a blue moon? I mean, isn't that essentially what like they they've already done? Be careful uh, naming that beer on this show. That could go a bunch of different ways. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not at all. It's it's much lighter. Um, I also add a uh, a Kona. Yeah, Kona's you're you're really new worried beer. about the calories these days. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. Listen, if you're going to drink, you're going to drink. Um, Kona has got a brand new beer out. Uh, Gold Cliff IPA. You, you've got it bad for Kona. I do. That, that is your. That, that's your. I do. That's hard for you to stand up right I do. now. It? It, it is very, very much so. In fact, uh, you you mentioned Kona two weeks ago on the show. My knees buckled. I don't know if you knew that on the air, but they did. 
knees completely buckled, <laughs> and I was not the same for about 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so we venture away from that conversation here on Fox Sports Radio and into Man, this one. I hope one. Live Bet Jesus loses tonight. <laughs> I, 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 know, I, I know you, you do. I know yeah. you do. It's, it's amazing. a great streak he's it's got amazing. going. You, you just had a daughter. You should be in a great mood. You should be festive, <laughs> and all you <laughs> want is hate on this show. Nothing would be better. Then when I get home tonight, when when my little tiny six pound fourteen ounce baby looks at me and I say, "Live bed, Jesus lost again," All and right. I'll just smile and continue to rock her back to sleep All right. after probably changing a crappy diaper. But <laughs> that, 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 that that's all I do at this point. Like boy. at this point of this stage, as as the father, you're pretty much useless. Like yeah. you're just basically cleaning dirty diapers. And then trying to get the baby to, to go back to sleep. Yeah, well, uh, not all of us are, are angry and mean individuals like Brady Quinn. We support uh, the rest of the staff here on the show. Live Bet Jesus is a valued member, and we hope that he does do well. Um, He's never uh, even showed his face on the show. Uh, let's, I mean, let's, go li- let's go live now to our um, portion of the staff who may or may not be addicted to dating websites. Bobo, yes? May or may not. Good point. <laughs> um, did you say cleaning baby diapers? Yeah, like like you're you you're what, you know. What are you gonna of... reuse it, man? No, no. I just I meant so you... like you're cleaning up the situation. We can't get too graphic, can we? I think we all know what what what, what takes place. Yeah, but I I just was trying to make sure you wasn't using cotton, like you weren't using the old school um, diapers. Yeah, situation. where you rewash what? it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't no. recommend that. Here's here's look. If you use <laughs> the uh... I, they, when you said that, I was look, like, people oh, who wait. wear Depends, Bobo, they reuse those. Yeah. You don't for a little baby. Yeah, no. look. Uh, if you use the uh, reusable diapers, uh, you throw a bunch of those in the wash at the same time. Check back in five minutes. It'll look like a big tub of you. <laughs> no, it, it, <laughs> it, honestly. Uh... It, Here's the problem. It looks like Jonas's though. underwear. Yeah, like, that's why you don't okay. buy any white yeah, underwear. Yeah, a bit Mr. You've got Mr. Those spot marks. Yeah. It looks like you're hey. squirting everywhere. N- nice try, pal. Uh, when's the last time you bought white undies, Mr. No Squatty Potty in my house? Okay, nice try. That thing is a piece of garbage. Yeah. And I put it exactly where, where I'm it belongs. I'm actually with right? Brady on that one. I do not own a Squatty Potty okay. as well. Thank you. Wow. Well, what, uh, I bet I bet Eric Roberts ages. doesn't either. I bet Eric Roberts yes, wouldn't step foot it, with those Sperrys on a squatty potty. Eric lives by squatty potty. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a supporter of the squatty potty. Yeah, because he's an <sighs> adult. What about the Sager? Does the Sager have a squatty <laughs> potty? We, we need wants, someone to weigh in to break the tie. Yeah, I don't think Steve wants in on this conversation. I'm sorry, I'm not here tonight. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, with that being said, uh, we, we we stuck the landing there here on Fox Sports Radio. Let me ask you this: We were talking about this earlier in the show. And there's another aspect to this that I, I think is a really interesting conversation because I think if people found themselves in this situation, it'd be a tough call. So we talked about you know the NFL potential lockout. Players are discussing it uh, years from now when the, uh, the new CBA comes up and all that. And whether or not players would actually lock out or whether or not players would actually strike in regards to wanting a new deal with the CBA and, and, and all that stuff and owners and the bad relationship and bad vibes – and you posed a question or you posed a scenario to me to where it's any time players strike, there's always the chance that players are going to cross the lines. Yeah. There's a documentary about the 83 or 84 season um, or no, it might, might have been 87 where, where players and the scabs, the Washington Redskins scab players who showed up to practice and there were players throwing stuff at them as they were walking into the building to go practice and play games because they crossed the lines. Is is that a is that a real issue for players? Like, are there certain players out there that say, "Listen, we want to be all for the team here and all for the union, but we got to pay bills." Well, a, a lot of times the players who are going to be stepping in their place 
our practice squad guys, guys who aren't the faces of your team or of the NFL. They're guys who haven't got their shot yet. And that's why those guys are willing to take that risk because they don't have anything. They're looking around saying, man, I want to make my mark. I want to make that money. Like, you might not like this deal, but it looks pretty good from where I'm sitting because I don't have anything. Like, those are the toughest guys to convince to not cross that line. The guys who are paid, the veterans who have played a long time, those guys, it's easier. They've made a lot of money. You know, they, they've got the ability to sit there and say, I'm, I'm good. I can make it a year without playing and receiving any, any sort of income because I've already made my millions. You know, I've won a Super Bowl. Those sorts of things aren't there for some of those younger players or the inexperienced players or the guys who haven't gotten those breaks. And the other thing is, it's kind of interesting. you got the CBA looming. It's up in 2020. How many other leagues have you heard about starting? The Alliance of American Football League, yeah. the XFL. They're all slated to start around the time that we could potentially see a strike and a work stoppage. So it, it is kind of ironic to me that these things are going to be starting up as the NFL could potentially be losing uh, you know, the, the, the players that we're accustomed to seeing. And, and I'm not saying that the owners are going to get together and say, look, this is going to be just as good of a product, or our product is so good we don't need these players and the faces of these teams. I don't think that's necessarily the case because – you know, otherwise, there would have been someone who could, could have started a, a lower league or another league and be able, been able to compete with it. But that hasn't been the case. And then this is a league that's you know as good as there is in professional sports. But there will be guys out there who have the desire and, and the want to who do not care about what some of the players think, who, who would want to cross that line and who would want to play under the, under the conditions that currently exist in the CBA. Well, and, and here's uh, just a scenario. So it's after the 2020 season that the CBA is over, right? That it expires? Is it I after 2020 so, yeah. or after 20? Tw- okay, so let, let's say it's after the 2020 season. If I'm an undrafted rookie in the 2020 season and I sign a one-year deal, which would be ballpark figure. What is it? Seven hundred grand for the year? No, 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 no. I mean, it's league minimum. So I mean, it depends what it is at that point in time. So let's say it's in the five hundred. Okay, so like a half a million. Okay, somewhere in there. Five hundred thousand um, dollars. I sign that one year deal. I've got a show. Yeah. I've but but like you know whatever the case may be. I don't have a I don't have a big time contract to back me up. Yeah. All of a sudden, the players strike. If I decide that, hey, I can't afford to sit out games, I need to cross the picket line because I've got either got a young child or a family to take care of or a mother who's sick or uh, 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 siblings that I've got to take care of and I'm the breadwinner in the house and I cross picket lines, how would he be? How would they look at him, some of the veterans around the league? Wouldn't there be players that would maybe understand why he's doing what he's doing? How combative could that get? Because we, I saw in 1987, like I said, players crossed the picket lines, and there were veterans throwing stuff trying to pick fights with these guys. I yeah. totally get why a player in that situation would say, listen, I love you guys, but this is, this is a real dire situation for me financially. I can't afford to take the hit. No, and, and that's where I, I think because the money has gotten so big now, when you go back and compare, compare it to the 80s, because the money has gotten so big for some of these players, the star players can sit out. They've got that nest egg to do that, where these other guys or an undrafted guy couldn't. Now, the difference is there would have to be replacement players, and there would have to be enough players who'd be able to cross that line and come back to get paid, right? Because if there's no games, no one's getting paid. Like, newsflash, players in the NFL – they don't get paid unless they're actually on that active roster during the season. Like training camp, off season, you receive a minimal check 
for what you do unless you've got built-in bonuses in your contract. So, again, for that guy, even in the scenario you just played out, there would still have to be enough players to outfit a team and be able to replace those guys or enough guys who would cross the line and come in and play in their place. And that's where it would be, it would be interesting to see how that would work out. Um, but, uh, you know, at this point, I, I, I just I, I could see a strike. I could not see them missing games because I don't think the union is strong enough to be able to withstand the backlash from fans, right? Because if it's a strike, you're saying, yeah, it's us. We don't like the working conditions. And somehow the billionaires, yep. the owners, they've been able to make this case to the, to, to the fans that millionaires already have enough. And they've already got enough, right? Somehow the 31 owners slash, you know, the Green Bay Packers, which is owned um, by uh, Applebee's. Publicly owned. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the Applebee's uh, nearby. <laughs> but somehow they've convinced the fans that the millionaires don't need to make any more money. And, and the billionaires are the ones that, that have the, the raw end of this deal or the short end of the stick. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough 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 call, man. I would totally understand if I was a young player that didn't have the money, saying, "Listen, I I, I can't afford this. Like, I can't afford to do what you guys are doing." I just wonder what his reputation if his reputation would take a hit amongst other players in the league. Well, think about if um, I'm trying to think of a quarterback who we could say is like around the towards the end of the career, right? I mean, maybe Tom Brady's still playing by then. I I, I don't know at this rate, right? It's like maybe he doesn't want to play what would be like 44 that year. And maybe he's like, yeah, I don't want to play when I'm 45, but I want to play this year. Like think about even a guy like that who maybe only has one more year. And he doesn't want to have to sit through not playing a year to then play the following year and be a a year older and, you know, maybe a little bit slower and maybe not necessarily as – as good as he once was. I mean, even even for those guys, that's something to contemplate. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Coming up next here, this is the most bizarre and fascinating situation going on in the world of sports. It only continues to get weirder. We'll talk about it next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah, what? Oh, sorry. Uh, I was... I was listening to the song. Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> so uh, we've got uh, a very bizarre story in the world of sports that is quickly becoming my favorite story going in the world of sports. That'll be uh, coming up here in a couple of minutes. Also, less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, headline or lie, one of the great games. Actually, I'm going to call it right now. The best game on the radio every single Sunday night. Headline or lie, if you want to team up with either Brady Quinn or myself, this is your chance. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. 877-996-6369. Operators are standing by. We only have 1,000 phone lines, so make sure you get in now because they fill up pretty quick. Seriously. Not even embellishing that. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, Brady, I love this story. I can't get enough of this story. Uh, by the way, uh, P.S. Uh, Live Bet Jesus appeared earlier. He uh, had the Angels on the money line as his pick, and yeah. uh, since then, uh, Shohei Otani with a home run, and the Angels have a four-three lead over the Dodgers. Oh, looks like there's huh? someone up above looking out for him. You yep. Know? Which is odd because he should technically be that person. So <laughs> <laughs> like, does, it, does it get any any higher than Live Bet Jesus? Yeah, I mean, look- isn't you, you try and find uh, cracks in the armor, all right? All I do is try and welcome him in. For all his flaws, I welcome him in, and usually he's pretty successful outside of the last month. Um, so we're just uh, – <laughs> that's, that's a huge lie. Yeah. Okay. Um, so 
The Kawhi Leonard situation in, in San Antonio continues to get more bizarre and more weird and more strange and more uncomfortable, and I can't get enough of it. I think it is. <laughs> I think it is so, so wonderful what is happening. Um, the latest that – so Tony Parker gets a two-year deal with the Charlotte Hornets, and the thought was – some of the reports were that the final straw for Kawhi Leonard wanting out of San Antonio was that Tony Parker questioned how serious Kawhi Leonard's injury was, compared it to his injury. He felt like he stabbed him in the back and he burnt, they burned the bridge. And so Tony Parker addressed that and basically said, uh, you know, over the weekend or on Friday, just kind of alluded to the fact of, listen, I was asked a question um, we never had an argument, Kawhi and I. I, I glad he's the face of the franchise. Um, I was just being honest about a question that they asked me. I wasn't trying to diminish his injury, whatever. So a little bit of a he said, he said in that scenario. Then there's another report that says while, and this is Michael C. Wright of ESPN who reported this, that while Kawhi Leonard was in New York rehabbing his injury, Spurs Brass showed up to the building to see him, and Kawhi Leonard's people took him to another part of the building so the Spurs couldn't see him. What the hell is happening? Know, do we know who from the Spurs? Like, it's one thing if it's a general manager, if it's Pop, you know, Greg Popovich coming to look for you, or maybe even an assistant coach. <laughs> like, but, but honestly, like, I, I could think of there are some people in some organizations that I'd be like, oh, man. I'm going to go hide. I'm going to go in the equipment room. I'm going to go in the bathroom stall. Like, I don't want to talk to this person. I, I could see that. Like, I, I could see that maybe it was someone that he just didn't really want to talk okay. to. It was his people hiding him. He was just like, <laughs> okay, hold on. just get rid of this guy. Okay, hold on. Like, let's just think about this. It's the organization that traded for you on draft night, the organization that you won a championship with, the organization that the only one that you have known your entire career they knock on the door and you treat them like they're Jehovah's Witnesses trying to sell you a Bible. Like, like you literally run, you literally run to us the furthest place in the house because you don't want anything to do with them. It is so. It is Let me so ask strange. you this: Why are you painting out the picture that like he hasn't provided anything to the San Antonio? He Spurs? has. No, no. I'm I'm saying he has, but but, but I think- okay. But but when when we're talking about professional sports, okay, and we've kind of talked about this a little bit in regards to the NFL. For somehow, some way, we've now, I think, as, as fans and outsiders, look at professional athletes and say, like, oh, they're mercenaries. Well, they should be. Like, if he doesn't want to be there, like, why are we upset with how I, he goes about figuring out a way to not be there? Okay. Like, I understand the story is odd, but, I mean, look, it's probably better off there's not some sort of confrontation, and, right? Listen, I, I have no issue with him wanting out. I don't care. Look, this, I think the story's fantastic. It is, it's, it's it, the most difficult situation going in the in the NBA right now because he clearly doesn't want to be there but my whole point is this whole Tony Parker hurt my feelings or I feel like the organization didn't have my back I think that's crap I think he wanted out and he was looking for an excuse to get out I've done this before in relationships where you don't have the balls to break up with them so uh so instead of just telling her hey listen this isn't working out I'll overreact to something like she hung up on me I've done that before she may not have intentionally hung up on me. Maybe she just lost service because she was driving through the canyon. But that was my out. And I said, that's the most disrespectful thing you've ever done to me. I am done with this. I can't handle this disrespect anymore. 
It's crap. I wasn't hurt. My feelings weren't hurt. I was just looking for an excuse to get out. I think he wanted out of San Antonio, and he was looking for any excuse to leave, and the excuse that he went with was, Tony Parker hurt my feelings. I just, I, I don't buy that he was, that, that Tony Parker just maliciously went after him and called him out in the public. I just don't buy it. Okay, here's my theory, and here's my dating history. There was a time when I told a girl that I was dating, I said, look, this isn't working, all right? Like, we're just... You know, there's there's some good things, but like this just isn't going to work in the long term. You know, we we got to move on from this. We got to yeah. kind of just go our separate ways. And what you do, pull out a didn't, battle axe. Didn't didn't register. It was like I didn't even say it to her, and I was sitting across from her in person. Okay, said it to her again, like reiterated what I had said initially. Still didn't register. Like she wasn't understanding the gist of like I don't think we should be together. Like I don't think we should be here anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. We need to literally at this moment go our separate ways. Maybe that conversation has kind of occurred too. And again, a justification for why he would be hiding in a training facility away from someone from the, from the front office in San Antonio. So you at think- some point, he maybe made up his mind, it's over with. And he said it multiple times, but they just wanted to kind of keep coming back or play naive or play dumb or think that you know, he would reconsider. And they kept coming you know, back time and time and time again. And and meanwhile, like he's on a he's he's on a completely different page. He's always kind of turned and looked at other options. Now, so you think that the Spurs were stalking Tony Parker? Like, do you think that they like went into his house and tried on his underwear? Is that what you think? Like, are we talking creepiness here? Und- underwear and socks only. Okay, yeah, like like nothing else but oh, underwear and socks. Yeah, yeah. The socks thing kind of is what creeps me out. More, yeah, yeah, one right? sock only. All right, let's let's yeah. let's get it straight. One sock only, or so just a t shirt and socks, nothing else. All right, so you think that the San Antonio Spurs were stalking Tony Parker, and he was so annoyed with the stalking that he decided to hide in a different part of the building when they came to visit him during his rehab assignment. And uh, and he instead treated them like they were trying to sling solar panels door to door. And uh, he didn't want anything to do with this organization. That's what you think. Uh, sure. I mean, okay. it's, it's almost like a professional sports team trying to go woo a player to come play for them, <laughs> but him not actually showing up to the meeting. Like, that's kind of hard to do, right? And that's never happened before, has it? By the, by the way, uh, let's go back to your story. Um, I'm not telling you to, to give me the woman's name. No, okay. that'll never no, no, happen. I'm not, I'm not, I can't give you names no, because listen, of what I, you do I, afterwards. No, with I am not. I'm not asking you to give me her name. Just what's her Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I guess it's only fair because I kind of like <laughs> just scoured through your Instagram. Okay, last of course, week. Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll, um, I'll tell you a break. I'll yeah, tell you during the break. Okay, yeah. sounds good. That that's good for radio. All right, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, it is Headliner Lie here on Fox Sports Radio. If you've never heard the game before, it is Radio Gold. It is a can't miss, and you can be a part of it. If you want to team up with either Brady Quinn or myself, 877-99-ON-FOX is the phone number. 877-996-6369. 980 phone lines are all filled. I'm, I'm Seriously, we have 20 left. There are 20 phone lines open. If you can get in, good for you. It's like winning the lotto. That is coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest, Steve DeSager. 920. I had no idea Eric was so busy every Sunday night. This is stunning. <laughs> 
Come on, Steve. Dodgers do have the leadoff man on in the top of the eighth, but they are trailing in Anaheim. 4-3 to the Angels now. Shohei Otani with a pinch homer for the lead in the seventh. Albert Pujols with a solo homer tonight. L.A., I mean the team that actually plays in Los Angeles County. L.A.'s Yasiel Puig with a three-run homer. He left later with a strained oblique, though. Giants in Seattle each one at home. San Diego won in 16 innings at Arizona, 4-3. The Dodgers started the day a game behind Arizona for first place in the NL West. Brad Hand, the Padre closer, got the win in their game today. Two innings of work. Hand was named to the NL All-Star team tonight, as was Dodger closer Kenley Jansen. And among the other relievers, Washington's Sean Doolittle. D.C. will be hosting the All-Star game on Fox TV a week from Tuesday. Houston's Justin Verlander will not pitch in the All-Star game this year. He's starting the Sunday before for Houston. To the NBA, the Spurs have reportedly declined to match Kyle Anderson's offer sheet, says ESPN, so he'll go to Memphis four years, $37 million. The Bulls matched an offer sheet to keep Zach Levine. Sacramento had offered four years, about 78 mil. He only played 24 games last year because of a torn ACL. Center Brooke Lopez reached a one-year agreement with Milwaukee. Center Zaza Pachulia, one-year deal with the Pistons. Guard Chris Paul officially re-signed with Houston. The World Cup is off until Tuesday's semifinal, Belgium against France, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox TV. Then Wednesday, it's England against Croatia. Back to you. Does anybody have a bigger head than Zaza Pachulia? I'm not kidding. If that guy's that, if he wore a bandana, <laughs> like you could, the it, the actual circumference yeah, of, it, of his head—that's what you're saying, right? Not like his thoughts of himself. Yeah, no, no, no. His head, <laughs> his head is got huge. pretty big ego, huh? Yeah, his head's huge. If he if he wore a bandana, you could take it off and use it as a circus tent. It is huge. He has got a dome on his. You shoulders. know what that means, though, when you got a got a big head. Yeah. Big brain. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Definitely. Totally, man. That's what this um, said. By the way, uh, Jonas Bobo's Knox got a and- really small head, which is the <laughs> weird thing. <laughs> yeah. We will leave that alone yep. uh, for a half hour. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. We do this every single week. Um, it is Can't Miss Radio. All right. I mean, it is basically standing room only to get in. I mean, the, the phone lines are full. I don't know what to tell you, but it's time for a little something we call this. News. Turn on the news. Is it a headline or is it a lie? Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn. All right. It is that time. Headliner lie here on Fox Sports Radio. It is where Brady Quinn and I try and stump you with either an actual headline or something that is a lie. So let's find out who wants in on headline or lie here. Let's go to line number 399, where Jeff is listening in Pasadena here on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff, what's happening? Hey, uh, welcome. Thank you. No, no you yeah. welcome, pal. All right, you oh. welcome. Yeah, this is our house, man. All right. Uh, okay, Jeff, uh, who do you want to team up with here on, uh, on Fox Sports Radio, Brady Quinn or myself? Uh, you make me, you make me cry laughing. I'll take Jonas. All right. There it is. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm with the humor. When you said he you, likes the sense of humor. When you said you make me, I got a little nervous there. Yeah. Little, <laughs> little nervous. That could have gone uh, several ways. Uh, all right. So we got a uh, Jeff in Pasadena who is going to team up with me here. Let's go all the way to, uh, you know, let's go to Chuck. Chuck is listening in North Carolina on Fox sports radio. Chuck, what's happening? Not much. Congratulations on the new baby, uh, Brady. Thanks, Chuck. I appreciate that, Chuck. Thank you. Oh, you're talking to Brady. Sorry. 
Um, all right, so uh, so Chuck is uh, Chuck is ready to go here. He wants to team up with Brady Quinn. Now, Chuck, are you confident teaming up with Brady Quinn? You know he lost at this game last week. That's not true. I actually won last week. Did you? Yeah, I did. I, it's all yeah, very confident with Brady. All right. Yeah, Good. I actually won last week because I distinctly remember Live Bed Jesus losing as well as you losing all this game, right. which some think it's a double whammy, but you guys are two completely different people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, here's how it works. Uh, enough with the shenanigans here and the bullying by Brady Quinn. Brady and I have headlines that we have come up with, right? Now, now some are lies and some are actual headlines. I am going to read one at a time, mine to Brady's partner. He's going to read one to my partner. If you guys get these all correct and we're tied at the end of this list, or if you miss a couple regardless and we're tied at the end of this list, we will go to sudden death overtime. We have a tiebreaker headliner lie for you. So it's very easy. All you do is answer headliner lie, and we see how we do at the end of it. Easy enough? Easy enough. All right, here we go. So uh, so I will start with Brady's partner, Chuck, who is in North Carolina here on Fox Sports Radio. Chuck, headliner lie. After the birth of her second daughter on Friday, a Fort Lauderdale woman did a shot of Jameson in the hospital and said to the male nurse, quote, keep them coming, toots. I got nine months of hangovers to make up for. Headline. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, Oh, no. This is... Come on, Chuck. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> that was, it sounds like it's just unbelievable. It probably is. Yeah, that was a that was a hanging wiffle ball curve, oh, and he man. whiffed. Hey, you okay. guys are from North Carolina. All right, <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Jeff, headline yes, or lie? Are you ready? Yes, I am. Here we go. Prom limo driver crashes intentionally after students play little pumps. Gucci Gang via auxiliary cord. That would be a lie. Come on, man. That's true. Can you imagine hearing that song and being so annoyed you just jerked the wheel into a ditch and you've got a <laughs> bunch of kids <laughs> going to prom? I don't know that I necessarily buy that that's exactly what happened. It's... Was there any substance involved? Like, Did they find no. like, an 18-pack of Keystone in his car? Well, no, they used the auxiliary cord because they had tried to play it previously, and he was so irritated oh. by it. That okay. he sh- like shut off communication with them, and they still played it through the ox cord. Good for them. That's yeah. a, that's how well, you rebel. All right. Oh uh, so here we go. We are scoreless here on Headliner Lie. Uh, back over to Chuck Brady's partner here on Headliner Lie on Fox Sports Radio. Chuck, Headliner Lie. Earlier this week, police in Wisconsin discovered cocaine, meth, marijuana, ecstasy, and synthetic pot inside a 20-year-old woman. Headline. Wow. That away, Chuck. Yeah. That a way to respond, man. That's what this game's all about. Just keep responding. Now I won't tell you where they found it, but it was there. Hmm. I could take a few guesses. Yeah. All right, Jeff. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Headline or lie. Brothers get arrested for indecent exposure after playing swords in the bathroom of Sunset Terrace restaurant and lounge. <laughs> Oh, dang. Um, it's Hollywood. I- I'm still going to say it's a lie. <sighs> All right. There it is. Uh, yes, I mean, I'll be honest is. with you, Jeff. Uh, Jonas, is that true? Is it, could that be true? Well, there's a difference between uh, that and, and tapping your foot under the stall. A big difference. Uh, so I, I, it just depends on, uh, uh, on what we're talking about here. Um, you know what I mean? 
Uh, all right, so we are all tied. We are all tied here on Headliner Lie here on Fox Sports Radio. Back over to Chuck. We go, Chuck. Headliner Lie. After receiving a yellow card in their quarterfinal win over Russia at the World Cup, a Croatian soccer player was quoted as saying, "I haven't seen anything that yellow since Lavar Ball's tooth." <laughs> Lie. Damn it. There it is, Chuck. You're on a roll now, man. We got to keep it coming. By the way, Lavar Ball smiled one time. I thought he had a mouthful of Abba's Abba's. Yeah, those teeth aren't big ball, Brent. <laughs> They're uh, not. Jeff, headline or lie? Man goes fishing and catches a kilo of marijuana. Calls it an early Christmas gift from Pablo Escobar. <laughs> lie. Ah, oh, yes. Damn it. Oh. That is a headline, my friend. Come on, man. All right. Because <laughs> that sounds so believable. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. All right, here we go. Um, headliner lie. Chuck holding on to a lead here on Headliner Lie here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so, Chuck, here we go. This, this is a big moment in the game because if you get this correct, it's going to be really, really tough for Jeff and I to come back and win. Good talk. <laughs> All right, here we yep, go. Headliner, I'm, I'm here. Uh, here. Headliner I'm here. Lie. I'm uh, yeah, yeah, Chuck, whose phone is upside down here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> Headliner Lie. All right, here we go, Chuck. Uh, in preparation for a charity golf event next month, Tartan Fields Golf Club in Dublin, Ohio, has put barf buckets near every hole with a sign that says, quote, the Irish are coming. Lie. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was creative. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Hey, you need this one, man. Come on, in order yes. to stay in yes, this, you need this one, Jeff. All right, Jeff. I hate all Brady's right. guts. I'm tired of losing. Man. Come on, man. <laughs> all right, here we go, Jeff. Headline or lie? Man calls nine one one over cold McDonald's order. I believe that is true. That would be a headline. All right. That's clutch. Clutch play by Jeff. All right. Man. Okay, here we go. Chuck, if you get this correct, it's over. You win the game. All right. All right, here we go. So headline or lie for Chuck and Brady here Let's on do it, Fox Chuck. Sports Radio. You got this, man. You got this. Headline or lie. A man in Virginia is behind bars after accidentally texting a wrong number, which turned out to be a cop, and trying to sell him weed. Headline. Damn it. That was a layup. Yeah, that was a layup. Uh, because Well uh, done, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck's probably well that guy. Done. All right, uh, so congratulations. Uh, Brady wins again. Ha <laughs> ha, everybody loves it. Brady wins. Uh, the week continues. Uh, he always wins. There you go. What's happening with the uh, Dodgers and Angels? How's that going? Um, what? Yeah, what is the uh, – uh, Steve DeSager, let's go live to our Live Bet Jesus update. Uh, Steve DeSager, what's <laughs> no, the no. score? I'm not associated with that guy. He's a loser. I'm just giving you the update because I'm at the best. <laughs> We got three outs to go. It's Angels 4-3. Oh, right. man. That's right. great. Whatever, Steve. Oh, that's great. Uh, all right. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio, as we uh, come to you live here from the Geico <laughs> Fox Sports Radio studios. Saker. Um, Coming up next, there is an NFL story which took place earlier, which is insane. And I think Brady used to be sort of teammates with this guy. And I'm just trying to find out what the hell is going on that's coming up next year for you on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. 
Uh, coming to you live here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, a very strange story in the NFL uh, involving a former teammate of Brady Quinn's. All right, a former teammate of Brady Quinn's. Actually, not. Well, no, that guy wasn't a teammate of yours. There's another story as well, too. We got to get to. There's all sorts of stuff happening. It is craziness here at uh, Fox Sports Radio, but we're going to get to that here coming up in just a uh, couple of moments. Uh, we do have an update, uh, and for the update on Live Bet Jesus. Uh, let's go again to our Live Bet Jesus insider, Steve DeSager, to find out how he's doing. Live Bet Jesus, who had the Angels on the money line. Steve, I, I'm hearing there's a final in that game, Angels-Dodgers? Yes, Cody Bellinger grounds into a double play in the ninth to end it. Angels 4-3, the final. As I recall, hey. the pick came as Albert Pujols was hitting the tying home run earlier. Hmm. I wouldn't That's know. Right. I, I, listen, he made the pick before the home run. I have no idea what, what happened. But nonetheless... Back in the win column, round of applause for yeah. Live Bet Jesus. Get That's excited. How it's done. Get that excited. <laughs> um, does that for fun. another few Sundays? Might here's, get up to the 500 mark. All right, this year. Thanks, and here's Steve. the thing right, to say. Here, Steve. Uh, here's, no, here, here's the thing, though. Is it, it, it didn't make you a lot of money. I mean, he took the favorite, like like the, the easiest bet to win, Live Bet Jesus went with. So, it, again, it's it's not that big of a surprise. Just ride Live Bet Jesus. <laughs> that sounds like me, but I don't ever remember saying that. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was the uh, show you weren't sober for. Uh, but, all right, so uh, Live Bet Jesus is back in the win column, so congratulations to him there. Um, uh, Brady, we've got some people that have chimed in on uh, on Twitter. Uh, I know you love Twitter. Brady's a big fan of Twitter. Um, uh, people that have chimed in, they love the interview with Jack Johnson. Uh, Jack Johnson, I was, I'm was i glad I was able to pull through on that. I'm the one who booked that interview, so I was glad uh, glad to yeah. do that for us here on, uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, so they love that interview. Um... Another one here, a guy says, do I follow Live Bet Jesus on Twitter? You bet your perky bleeps I do. <laughs> so, uh, really. is, is it kind of the same thing as following Jonas Knox? I mean, they're, they're very similar personalities. Not even close. I don't even know Not really. Um, also, um, another uh, sh- uh, woman writes in and says, uh, Kona Big Wave is the best beer on earth. Brady doesn't know what the F he is talking about. He's a follower. Ooh. Did I say Kona was bad? Ooh. Yeah, I don't recall you saying that. I just like the fact that she took a shot at you. Wow. Maybe well, that was just maybe that was the ex that was stalking you for a while that you were talking oh, about. Oh, she that could be it. Maybe she's the one. She's the one that just didn't get it. Yeah. She wasn't listening. It that wasn't, wouldn't be very surprising. Yeah, definitely. That, that would make a lot of sense given what she just said on Twitter. It, it would. Uh, also, this guy writes in, uh, giving his poor record picking games, you guys should change Live Bet Jesus' name to Live Bet Mike Carey. <laughs> Listen, that is no way to treat a, uh, a, a, a loving member of the show here on Fox Sports Radio. That is no way to treat him. Unbelievable. Man, it could be justified. Uh, I, uh, I side more with that person on Twitter. I don't even know who that is. Of course you do. Yeah, than I, than I would be with how live bed Jesus has performed lately. But he won today, right? So what have you done for me lately? Uh, yeah, exactly. He won today. Kudos to him. Kudos to you. You probably made 25 cents in that bet. I forget what the exact money line was, but it, it was the favorite. Yeah, you as in live bet Jesus, of course. Uh, all oh, right, uh, let, let's, uh, by the way, we have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Brandon Browner, what the F, man? Uh, weren't you teammates with this guy in Seattle? You were there in an offseason. Wasn't he? I mean, you guys were teammates, correct? Yeah, yeah, he played cornerback when I was there. Okay. Um, look, I mean, from what I remembered about him, he had a kind of a, a very interesting path to the NFL. 
He started in Denver in 2005. So uh, we're about the same age, but I believe he left Oregon State uh, early. Played Originally went to Denver, then left and played in Canada for like five or six years. Then he found his way back into the NFL after successfully transitioning in Canada and, and having a pretty successful career. I mean, he, he ended up playing in like seven accredited seasons. Yeah. I think he made like $12 million bucks, something like that. So he shouldn't be hurting for money. I mean, I, I don't know what he's done with his money. He won but, a Super Bowl in New England. Yeah. I mean, and, and Super Bowl champ. I mean, heck, they won, they won a Super Bowl in 2013 with Seattle. Yeah. He was a part of that team. So um, he really won two Super Bowls. And, and actually, I remember it being a story because he couldn't play in that Super Bowl because I think he was injured for the Seahawks in that Super Bowl. So he, he got to play. Ring. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's got two rings. But uh, here's the story on Brandon Browner. This just happened before we went on the air a short time ago. Um, police got a call that Browner broke into a home this morning. And when the resident tried to run away, he forced her back inside. Police say Browner physically harmed the woman and threatened to kill her before taking a Rolex watch from her and leaving. Jesus. And then uh, uh, now he faces charges of kidnapping, burglary, false imprisonment, and violation of a restraining order. I mean, it sounded like they had history together. And, you know, look, it's uh, I I have no idea. I'd like to see more of the facts and once everything comes out. But. I mean, that kind of stuff never ends well. I mean, no. we used to always say in the locker room, whenever you hear something that bad happen, one of two things or both were involved. It was either about a woman or involved some sort of drugs and alcohol. And I don't know if, if the second part was part of it, but obviously this was about a woman. Yeah, it's, uh, so that's not, uh, not a good situation. So if anything uh, develops during uh, the course of the show on that story, we'll keep you updated here on Fox Sports Radio. That guy over there is Brady Quinn. I am Jonas Knox. This is Fox Sports Radio. You can find the show on the iHeartRadio app because up next, it is the final hour of the show. The final hour, it is going to get hot, heavy. It is going to be outrageous. Do not go anywhere. That's all yours next here on FSR. So there was uh, something that came out in the NFL uh, a short time ago that Brady Quinn was very confused by. Very, very confused by this. We'll get to that here coming up in just a couple of minutes. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app, and we do it every single week at this time from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Uh, Brady, earlier this week, as people are uh, sort of gearing up for the NFL season to come back, because right about now, is this is this the time where you really don't miss playing football? Because this is where, if you were still playing – You'd have to be gearing up. You'd have to be getting ready to go to training camp, all of that other stuff. Do, do you still miss it, or this time of year you're like, thank God I'm not having to deal with that anymore? Call me crazy, man, but I, I miss it. And I missed all parts of it just because I, I never looked at playing the game and took it for granted. Like I love the simple things about playing football. So even training camp, which look, it's not hard for quarterbacks. If I was a defensive player, a linebacker, someone else – a guy who battled in the trenches, completely different story. But for quarterbacks, it's you know it, it's a fun time, man, uh, to be able to you know go out there and play the game you love and all that. But this time of year, like this time we're talking about right now, this is the time of year that was the toughest for me. And I think looking back on it, I, I probably would have done some things differently um, because I, I really didn't take this time of the year to enjoy it. You know, I kind of stayed in that mode of you know once you got out, outside of OTAs and minicamp and you had the six-week break, some guys would go on vacation, some guys would hang with their fam and do more you know, fun stuff. And I never really took the opportunity to do that. And a lot of times I, I kind of was so anxious 
and so excited for the season and so concerned about you know letting myself get out of the shape that I built up to at that point in the year um, that I didn't you know enjoy it more I guess I should say um, so that that's one thing that's a little bit regrettable and, and that's the hard part like we just had Fourth of July right it's it was hard for me to ever think about having as much fun as I'd like to because in the back of my mind I was thinking one don't be that statistic. <laughs> Don't be that guy where all of a sudden you break <laughs> minicamp and the last words, like you think a coach is going to give you some sort of inspirational speech about training camp or 2018 and the season and why you can win a Super Bowl. No. The parting words of any head coach when you leave that offseason program are, I don't want to be getting a call from anyone telling me about what you did. Like make sure you take care of yourselves, understand the, biz- the biggest risk right now is one of you guys getting in trouble, all right? Either being, you know, out at a bar too late, doing the wrong things, whatever the case may be. Just don't fall into that trap. That is honestly the team speech that is synonymous wherever you go, leaving minicamp and before heading into training camp. I can and that, that was something that I was always worried about. I can remember in high school football this one summer, it might have been going into senior year, maybe junior year, and I remember my friends were all going to the beach. And I said, no, nah, man. I'm going to stay. Uh, I want to go. Uh, I'm going to go run goalposts. And I remember I ran goalposts every, goal posts. every single. And what's what's a goalpost? Well, you, you go from like uh, the goalpost to goalpost. You do sprints. I think you do. I forget how many it was back then, yeah. but it was part of the so conditioning program. So you just do a 120 yard sprint. Yeah. I, yeah. It, but, it, but you did like a certain number. It was part of the conditioning oh, program. Yeah. So I said, no, nah, I'm not going to go to the beach. I'm going to run goalposts because I had to be prepared. I wanted to be ready for hell week because I really, really wanted to play that year. Uh, and then, um, go? and then the season came, and uh, I was like, "Oh man, that's right! I'm terrible at this." <laughs> so running goalposts didn't matter because <laughs> I wasn't going to see the field anyways. Because I was terrible at football because I was too small in high school. So um, yeah, it, look, I, I wish I wish I would have just gone to the beach and just enjoyed it a little bit more. But unfortunately, I tried to get too serious without realizing that I stunk at football, and so I didn't have a shot at playing. Uh, I did see this though, Brady, and this caught you a little off guard. That um, the playoff odds are out. Teams to make the playoffs. If you would have asked me, just without knowing anything, which team is the biggest long shot to make the playoffs, I would have said the Browns. Like I, I, mean, I, I you'd think you yes, would, right? They, they've won one game in two years. I would have said the Browns. I was surprised initially that it was the Arizona Cardinals because I look at the Arizona Cardinals and I go, wait, they still got Larry Fitzgerald. Um, David Johnson's coming back. Patrick Peterson's still there. Chandler Jones is still there. Uh, Sam Bradford, if he can stay healthy, is a, a quality quarterback. Josh Rosen's gotten rave reviews in camp. I thought, man, this is just strange to me. Why are they the biggest long shot to make the playoffs? Oh, yeah, they play in the NFC West. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, that's, that's, that's a nightmare of a division shaping up in the NFC West. So I think that was more of an indictment on the division they play in and not so much on the team they've amassed. Uh, that's part of it. I mean, for some reason, maybe it's more of an indictment on a first-year head coach in Steve Wilkes, and they don't believe that he's going to be a, a guy to help lead him through some of those tougher times. Maybe they feel like it's going to be a quarterback transition. I mean, I, I feel like Josh Rosen, based on how he looked in college, is probably going to be the most ready with what they have. Uh, maybe they're concerned about Larry Fitzgerald's durability or, or, or David Johnson, for that matter, you know, be able to come back 100%. Um, I'm not sure what it is because defensively they're a really good football yeah, team. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. 
Um, so it, it, it is a little bit confusing, but this is where, like, you know, we'd love for Live Bed Jesus to weigh in, but thank God he's not here. He only makes one pick. Wow. This is where we could give Whoa. some advice on, like, some long shots, right? Or I don't want to say long shots. Let's just say teams that are, you know, maybe not as high as they should be, right? New Orleans. They're considered one of the favorites, but they're not at the top of the list, right? And I think that's a team that's getting a little bit undervalued as far as you know the the chance of them making the playoffs, them be, being maybe able to make a run. Uh, I, I feel terrible saying this, but the Browns, how they're not dead last after not winning a game last year, only winning one the past two years. I don't care what they've done in the offseason. None of that matters until they actually play games. So I would love to see what that team looks like and if they can make if they can be a playoff team. I mean, they've got to win nine games. Nine games probably to be in consideration for that. So I will be curious to see what happens with them. And let me Just ask you this. Live, live on, on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh and, and by the way, Cardinal fans, be thankful we're talking just about your team and not your general manager who got a deuce on Fourth of July. Okay. Just yeah, so just be deuce. thankful for that. Yeah. Um yeah. Over under win totals for the Cardinals. Take a guess as to what you think it is on the season. Over under. If win. I had to take a guess, um, man, I'd have to look at their schedule. Off the top of my head, I, I don't remember them having an easy schedule in 2018. Um, I'm, I'm going to say six, five and a half. Well, there you go, five and a half, man. So I guess I guess I would take the over in that case. Like not even looking at their schedule and and, and how it shapes out. I, w- I would take the over only because I think they have enough pieces in place and they're a good enough football team. And I think, look, the Rams, as much as people want to jump on the bandwagon, it's going to be hard to replicate what they did last year. So I, I think they kind of have a fall back to grace maybe a little bit. Um, but if you look at the schedule this year of the way the Cardinals you know, schedule kind of you know, shapes up for them, three of the first four are at home. That always bodes well for you. Um, you look past that. I mean, buys at the halfway point of the season. That's typically when you want to see it. Um, the second half of their schedule is brutal. I mean, think about the quarterbacks they play in the second half. Russell Wilson. Um, they've got to play. You know, Goff. They get that second matchup versus the Rams. They got to play Matt Ryan and the Falcons in Atlanta. They're playing in Green Bay versus yeah. Aaron Rodgers in you know L.A. versus the Chargers. Uh, it, it's going to be brutal that second half of the season. But I think they, they can get off to a good start. And, and be okay and get that six to seven win mark. Uh, the uh, L.A. Rams over under win total is at ten. <sighs> That's so high. It, it, it and here's the thing. And I know the idea was let's try and win now on Jared Goff's rookie contract. Let's go out. Let's sign all these veterans. Let's sign these big name guys and Dominican Sue, um, a keep to leave. Let's let's bring all these guys in and let's really go for it now. But. To your point, how do we know that that wasn't just an aberration last year? Now you're getting a first-place schedule. We saw what happened to Dallas last year. Dallas regressed completely. And, of course, you know, losing Ezekiel Elliott and all of that, but but still the schedule was much more difficult. So I don't know that you can say, and I always thought about this at the time, that Dallas wasn't the four-win team they were two years ago, and they probably weren't the 13-win team they were last year. They were probably right in the middle. And that's what they ended up being. So if I if you had to, if I had to make a bet based on division, um, the the strength of schedule being more difficult this year, I would take the under of ten for the Rams. I would. The fact that they've got, I mean, this is the stretch of games they've got to play uh, this upcoming season. They go away on October the seventh. They only play one home game until November eleventh. So basically, they're gone for a month, with the exception of one home game. Versus the Green Bay Packers. 
That doesn't set up too well. And then the other thing I, I think when I look at schedules, the reason why you want to have a bye in the middle of the season for the NFL, you'd like to be able to have like eight games to look at what you've done so far, what you thought you were as a team coming into it, what you are at this point, what the reality is, do more of the good, get rid of the bad, and, and then move forward and come up with a game plan for the second half of the season. When teams have an early bye, to me that's a death sentence because you really haven't had enough games to need that rest or to break down what you truly are as a team. And then when teams have the later bye, you know, it could be a gauntlet. You kind of hope you have maybe a Thursday night game somewhere in there in the earlier part so you can get that you know, extra couple days rest even though you've got to play on a short week. Um, but you can handle that later bye a little bit easier. It's the early ones that stink. And uh, so for the Rams, they don't have it in the middle. They've got it later in the schedule. And then, again, coming out of the schedule, they've got three of their the, the four on the road coming out of the bye. So that doesn't necessarily set up for them well. And I, I believe they've got a game in Mexico City, too, if I'm not mistaken. So really, if, if you take this into account, November, October 7th to November 19th, they played two games at home. And one's versus the Green Bay Packers. The other is versus the Seattle Seahawks. So that, it's not necessarily a layup with those two home games. And then you've got to go on the road to play the Kansas City Chiefs at altitude, playing in Mexico City, and then you've got to buy. I mean, that is yeah. just a brutal schedule when you look at how it shapes out. And then, and, and then just take this into account. They stayed healthy last year. I mean, relatively healthy for a team that you know has some star-studded players. If they, I mean, if some of these guys they sign, it's, it sounds good on paper. They might not play up to the capability the first year playing in a new system around new players, and they might not be able to stay healthy. That's kind of the other you know part of the conversation that we always you know fail to factor in for. Um, I took a deeper dive because I'm a loser and I have no life uh, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because we know what they're dealing with the first three weeks of the season. Four, um, yeah, they got a layup in week four, right? Yeah, Who yeah. Do they play week four. Uh, well, they have a bye week in week four. Um, AKA I thought the bye the week was week five. Uh, yeah, well, they've got two bye weeks in a row. They got the Bears in week four, and then they got the actual <laughs> bye week. Um, but so, so if I were to say to you, all right, here's your schedule. You've got Ryan Fitzpatrick going against the following teams at the Saints, home against the Eagles, home against the Steelers. What win, you, win, win. Okay. Uh, now, seriously, <laughs> uh, take two. Uh, what would you say that would be? 0-3? Fair to say it's Probab- 0-3? Probably 0-3, okay. yeah. Uh, since, I believe, 1980, I, I think this is the year, 178 teams have started 0-3 and only five have gone on to make the playoffs. That's right? tough. So so it is it's it's, it's brutal from that point out. But if you look at this schedule and how it breaks down, like there are really tough games for Tampa Bay. Their over under win total was set at six and a half. If yeah. you were to go game by game and just look at it and look at all the landmines that they've got to deal with later in the season, I'm telling you right now, they might go three and thirteen. They might be the worst team in the NFL. Like they, I'm not going to go that far, uh, man. There's like there's a lot of there's a lot of pitfalls in that schedule outside of just the first three, and a lot of questionable games, uh, road games. Uh, uh, you're you're at Dallas late in the year, at Baltimore. <laughs> so there's late always going to be eight of those road games. Yeah, stuck in there I, the, those those damn eight uh, road games. Um, well, look, the the bad part is they have the early buy or two buys, I guess, as as you as you say. Um, but if you look on the backside of that, look, they play Cleveland week six, they go to Cincinnati, you don't know how, how good they'll be. What's Carolina and Washington going to be? I mean, they, they've got some lighter parts. I think when you look at when they play, who they play, if they can get things on a roll, uh, and they, if they can go into their by one and three, and then, then they can kind of get back close to 500, I think they can fight their way through it. They're not as bad as they were last year. I really don't think they are. And I said this to you before, you know, the three-game suspension for Jameis Winston, I actually think it works out better potentially for him because if he comes in and they go into Chicago, he plays well and he wins them the game 
and all of a sudden they're one and three going into the bye, and let's say they go on the road and they play Atlanta tough because they've done that before. They've played them tough uh, in the Mercedes Benz Dome. Let's say that happens. Then all of a sudden, like he's starting to look like the savior of this team, and you're getting more and more momentum. Whereas if he was a start at the beginning of the season, if you would have asked me those first three games, I might still tell you they'll be zero and three if he was a starter, just because those three teams are are by far and away in my in my mind better than I think what Tampa Bay has. But if, I think if they if they get a little bit of momentum with some of the pieces they've added, and and if he can play better and take that next step that the organization is looking for him to take, then I think it's a different story. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Brady is going to tell you how an NFL player may get beat up in the locker room. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, how a player is going to get beat up in an NFL locker room next season. Uh, so that'll be a uh, a thrilling conversation here coming up in just a couple of moments here from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, Brady. Yes. Are you and the wife going to be watching Very Cavallari on E! after we get done with the show here? Uh, no. Yeah. No, we are not. Come on. We've then. got a, uh, a human being to take care of. Uh, we cannot be distracted uh, by that sort of television. Oh, come on. You know? Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari, reality show. You're not into that? I know why you're going to watch because you're in love with Kristen Cavallari. No. No, come on, man. Is no, it, that's got to be Jay Cutler. That's hey, one of the two. Hey, is there a Z at the end of her last name? Sorry, bub. Not my aisle. I shop There's on a, a different vowel, one. though. You told me that works, too. Yeah, whatever. Uh, look, uh, that actually is a consonant if, he, if she took. Racist. That's not Jay racist. Cutler's I'm name. white. That's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just there's a reckless claim against me that I'm racist. Idiot. When did we get. When do we get that drop? I don't know. It's we know it's like some sort of computer. Like, can't we just have Bobo chime in? Well, it, it's actually been in the system for a long time, uh, but Bobo just got off Bumble and noticed that the board was in front of him. <laughs> hey, so my Bumble was hot it. right now. I was getting stoned. It is? Oh, yeah. Let's just say tonight. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Hey. By the way, on that note, did you see his quote, though? Jay Culler saying he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to retire or, or say I'm done quite yet. Well, yeah, because some team might offer him $10 million to play again. Of course he's not going to retire. Well, here's the other thing. Um, what happened to the Fox deal? Have you heard anything about that? His, he was supposed to be a Fox broadcaster? I heard that it was still on the all table. All I know but... is it didn't it, – well, I didn't hear that. I just heard it didn't work didn't, – didn't go too well the way things ended last year. Oh, they were, they were upset with him taking the deal. Yeah, maybe, and then there was maybe lack of notice, you know, like not letting someone know you're doing it. Like, oh. I, I, okay, for example, when players find out on whatever TV they're watching, on Twitter, that they're cut, it is the worst thing ever. Because they're looking at the organization like, come on, be a grown man. You know, at least bring me in to talk to me about releasing me or trading me or something like that. Like, no player wants to find out through a second source, okay? Yeah. And and when I think when a network has that sort of situation occur, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that could <laughs> that could be upsetting to some people, uh, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Okay, well, I, I didn't I didn't know that's how it went down. You've always so. been a big Jay Cutler fan, though. Uh, yeah, I defend because I think the the criticism of him is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, he's never. I mean, never for the guy to be able to smoke heaters on the sideline yeah. at this day and age and play at a high level, it's surprising. Yeah, it's uh. So yeah, I'm a Jay Cutler guy. It's my dude. Like Len Dawson. Yeah, it's my, it's my dude. 
Uh, all right, so uh, Brady Quinn, let's talk about uh, NFL players that are going to get beat up because uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, found a something in the policy regarding PEDs that says the NFL will reduce your suspension for PEDs by 50% if you snitch or rat on either a player or a trainer or a coach and report somebody and they're found to have violated the policy as well too. So let's get into this. Who's getting beat up next year in a locker room for being a rat? Because <laughs> that's how that would go, right? Yeah, uh, a couple thoughts to this. One, if any player did that, which is a four-game suspension, right? So if all of a sudden his four-game suspension got reduced to <laughs> yeah, two, you know who it is for a first-time defense. Yeah, you you'd know who it was. I mean, guys aren't that dumb. Snitches, so, stitches. Exactly. You would be able to kind of figure it out pretty quickly who got thrown under the bus, either because that player would subsequently get fined or or suspended, or the trainer would then get in trouble. Right. So um, that's kind of something that's unlikely to happen for that reason. Um, because they'd, they'd be outed. But the other issue is, look, I mean, guys aren't going to turn their back on their teammates. And they're also not going to ruin it for other guys who may be taking advantage of something. So I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden players are going to start snitching on one another. I just think it's asinine. The NFL would think this sort of policy would work. And it would look good once it came out and became public. I mean, I, I don't know what you're necessarily condoning. I, mean, I know you're trying to clean up the game. But isn't that the onus on you to figure out the best way of testing players? And making them accountable? Honestly, I don't know if it's real. That's how insane it is to think that anybody would 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 take that offer. That I'm almost wondering whether whether or not it's real. And maybe Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk is like, hey, how many people can I get to bite on this? Because I've been on fake stories before. Because <laughs> it's crazy, man. Especially in that sport. In that sport where you are rewarded for violence. You think that would go over well in a locker room? Like, oh. Jonathan Martin... When Jonathan Martin and the Richie Incognito stuff went down, I remember saying at the time, and I'm not 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 saying that what he did was okay, and I'm not saying that I'm that I'm siding with Richie Incognito, but I remember saying at the time, I guarantee you, Incognito will be back in the league before Jonathan Martin. And you want to know why? Because Jonathan Martin is labeled as a rat, and and because of that, his career is over. And it was 100. percent D'Angelo Russell ratted out Swaggy P. Uh, on on Snapchat, and it was never the same in LA afterwards. There are certain things you can be, and certain things you can't be. You cannot be a rat in the NFL. <laughs> you won't survive. It's career suicide. Yeah, and the fact that Richie Incognito is a better player. Yeah, well, um, that too. But I, I, that, that that might have played a yeah. little part in all of it. Which, by the way, I love how you brought him up. Only because, <laughs> like, who gets disinvited I, to a wedding and then tweets it out and like makes it that public? Supposedly, he was. Going to be at Taylor Luan's wedding this weekend, but said he got disinvited like the day before. I mean, it's just it's so bizarre you, and odd. And been, I can only imagine. You ever been disinvited from a wedding? I have. Uh, it, I've, I've I've never been disinvited. I, I've I've technically not received an invitation to a couple that I was like probably should have, but based on some scenarios, I can see why that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I was uh, the best man in a wedding, and I got kicked out like like two like a month and a half before the wedding. Best man Why? in the wedding. I got. What did you do there? Ah, I just had a little bit of an altercation, not, not like like an argument with um, uh, with the wife, with the uh, fiance. And, oh, jeez. Um, and uh, it you, did, you you probably were acting like the knight in shining armor. No, and you ruined the whole entire well, thing. Well, well, f- first of all, she's she's a psychopath. 
uh, the first things first. Um, she's Are they nuts. still married? No, they're not married. That lasted about nine months. Um, she's insane. Oh, oh so, so so you were trying to do the right thing. You were yeah. trying to save them from well, themselves. Yeah, and, and I and You're I such look, a good guy. Well, look, if only I, if only you guys were better at betting. You know, okay. you and my bed. Jesus. Well, look, I, uh, I I could I could either <laughs> sit there, I could either sit there, and I could play the instruments with the rest of the band while the boat's boat is sinking, or I can grab a life vest and hop off the side of it and that's what i no, chose to do no. you're, you're the type of guy no. that grabs a pickaxe so, and takes the boat down with everyone else you're oh, the yeah. reason why i was sticking in the first place well huh? yeah because that counts as an assist like i'm part of like i'm part of the glacier now and and so when when it happened i told him yeah i told him uh they tried to invite me back after they cooled down like a couple of weeks later and i said no no, I'm out. Oh, I don't want to. I don't, no, I don't want any part of it. I was he, a speaker in a wedding, and I get accused of taking a wedding gift. Oh, did you? And actually, okay, it was. Be honest. Did you take it? No, no, no. It was a gift that they gave me for being a part of the wedding, so I was carrying it out. But what they what they thought was it's because I left early, and and I swear to you, it was a reception with no entrees. It was all hors d'oeuvres. So I bounced with my date, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get some food because." I need to eat. She needs to eat. So I'm out of here. And I took the gift they gave me. And by the way, they messed up the inscription. I was supposed to have like my initials on it, but they didn't put it in the right order. So I was like, I, I didn't even have a need for that gift. I ended up throwing it away. <laughs> so, so because, okay. So they went cheap on the wedding and you had to, you had to bail because you don't want to be in a cheap wedding. That wedding. You know what's weird is they didn't go cheap on it. Like it was, I mean, it was a nice venue. The reception was in a nice like hotel and I don't want to say what city, but it was in Boston. Um, but the crazy, the crazy thing is, yeah, whatever. The crazy thing was is like everything about it was nice until the reception where you're like, wait, why don't we have entrees? Like there's nowhere to sit down. It's like this abbreviated format. We just have like finger food and hors d'oeuvres. I don't want to say the city, but well, it's Boston. Oh, by the way, uh, a, a, <laughs> yeah. a couple of things here. Backtracked a couple of that. things here. Brady has now talked about two different exes during the show. That's the, so we'll put that on the record. Uh, here's the other thing. Um, I did end up going to the wedding, but I refused to be in the wedding party. And part of the reasoning was I bought a hot. No, this is true story. I bought a hot white sports coat that I wanted to wear so bad. And oh, it man. was it was so glorious walking in there in an all white sports coat. And um, I like like half the like half the place thought I was Armenian. Because I was di- dressed up to the nines in a white sports coat. It was brilliant. We get there, and it's a two-hour open bar. They had the open bar for two hours. And people are like, why are you walking around with three beers at a time? I'm like, what do you mean? They're cutting this bad boy off in 20 minutes. So I'm trying to catch a buzz. What am I supposed to do? So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the best at weddings. I, I, I'm not very good at it. Who wears yeah. a white sport coat to a wedding? You know who does? This guy does, pal. This guy. No. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Coming up next, it is uh, the final edition of something that has captivated America for the past three weeks. All right. It is only done on this show <laughs> That is coming up next. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, captivated, he says. Listen, you tell everybody in your car, you tell everybody around you at the restaurant, if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, to shut their mouths and pay your respects to Steve DeSantis. Listeners, be nice. If you still have the all white suit, you can use it for the next Donald Sterling party you go to. Oh, come on, Steve, that is out of line. (laughs) And they they screwed up the name of Brady on the inscription, and he's no, not my full name, my initials, like the order that you would typically have (laughs) for an inscription. I'm thinking like they put Greg. Greg Brady or Bobby Brady or something. <laughs> BQ. Jan Brady or yeah. something. Yeah. What did it say? Yeah. LBJ? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even the, it was yeah. like one of the the right three letters. Yes, big fans of Lyndon Baines Johnson. Oh, come on, Shohei Otani, <laughs> the guy who picked the Angels over the Dodgers in the offseason coming to this country, it a pinch homer to beat the Dodgers tonight. Got the Angels the lead in the seventh, four three. Halos the final. Albert Pujols with a solo home run earlier, career home run number six twenty seven. So four three Angels win, but Arizona lost its game in sixteen innings, four three to the Padres. So Arizona still one game. Ahead ahead of the L.A. Dodgers for first place in the NL West. The Cubs won in 10 innings on a bases-loaded walk, 6-5 over Cincinnati. The Reds did have three players named to the NL Reserves today, including first baseman Joey Votto, second baseman Scooter Jeanette, and third baseman Eugenio Suarez. The starters also named full rosters pretty much for the All-Star game out tonight. In the AL outfield, it's going to be Boston's Mookie Betts, Mike Trout at the Angels, seventh time he's in the All-Star game in his seven full years, and Aaron Judge of the Yankees. Yankees won in 10 innings, 2-1 at Toronto. Boston won at six straight games, 7-4 at Kansas City. Houston won at sixth in a row, 2-1 over the White Sox. Milwaukee beat Atlanta 10-3. The Braves still tied for first in the NL East with Philadelphia, who lost 4-1 at Pittsburgh. The All-Star game, by the way, will be on Fox TV from D.C. a week from Tuesday, and Bryce Harper of Washington will start batting under 220. Kevin Na, the golf winner at the Greenbrier by five strokes after a final round 64. The Chicago Bulls matched an offer sheet to keep Zach Levine. Center Brooke Lopez reached a one-year agreement with Milwaukee. Wimbledon off today, and the World Cup is off until Tuesday's semifinal, Belgium against France, Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern on Fox TV. Wednesday, it's England against Croatia. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, uh, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Uh, this is something that has swept the nation. It has captivated this show. It has been a phenomenal couple of weeks of doing this here on Fox Sports Radio, and it's time for the final installment of a little something we call this. Now, it's World Cup Survivor. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Here we go. World Cup Survivor Pool. If you haven't heard this before, there's way too much to explain. You've missed a lot. Uh, Brady <laughs> Quinn and Bobo have been out for about a year and a half. Uh, every yeah. team they oh. chose uh, failed to win, so they are done. And it is now down. So Eric Roberts, this is his brainchild, his creation here on Fox Sports Radio. He, uh, it's amazing you found the time to put this together while shopping for new shoes on SperryTopsider.com. And Eric Roberts is here to Online explain. shopping takes up a lot of time. Hey, so so where do we stand? Who's who's still in this? What do we need to happen? So, so at who the cares? moment, there are there, yeah, the losers are upset. <laughs> See, Brady, I know who's out Brady of it Brady takes now. a loss at, for once, and he's upset. Um, no, so the, uh, the the three that remained after last week were are still in Me, you, and Steve all pulled off Ws this week going into the final week. Um, so we are going to make it the final week. We're gonna, at this week instead of picking a game, we're going to pick a team to win the, the tournament. And um, it's a team we have we yes, haven't picked I have, before. Yes, I have a list of uh, who you who you've picked the results. So don't try to pull one over. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna pick uh, <laughs> we're gonna pick one team from the four remaining teams, and that's gonna be our outright winner. 
because you know the the this, the tournament will be over by the time we're well, on. Well, I have to pick England because I've already picked France yes, and yes. Belgium and Croatia, so I'll say Ooh. England. There you go, Steve. I don't the know Sager if that uh, sounds uh, what the f, man. Uh, what yeah. the what the f, Steve? You, uh, oh, first of all, you know what, Steve? That that's dirty pool, man. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Picking four Jonas winners. likes Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay, he yeah. loves some Harry Kane. Yeah, and the soccer player. Here's the problem with Steve DeSager. <laughs> I told him because we have a side pool going, <laughs> and I said when it comes. <laughs> down to it when it comes down so to late. it when it comes down to it uh because i have england and this other pool to win it all i might just go england all the way together and just ride it the whole way and my i i tipped my i tipped you my could, hand no, you could do that you haven't picked england and our thing on sunday nights yet yes yeah, so you, you um oh, so i can two, pick yes, steve i can well, pick the same one as steve well i mean you can but i mean that kind of def- what's yeah. the purpose of having a winner <laughs> that's you know? not how it works <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> you can't end in a tie. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a. Right. You do, the only two, te- the two teams you have picked, Jonas, are Croatia and Belgium from these final two. So you can pick <sighs> France or England, but now you can pick France, I guess, because. Steve All right. Well England. then, well that kills. <laughs> so that that that, that kills the uh, the uh, intrigue. Just here. take France, right, so okay? Okay. So here's the reasoning. Jeez. Here's the reasoning why I'm going to take France to fill the center gap. That's enough. Here's the reason, all right? The reason I'm going to take France is two reasons. One, huh? one is because Brady Quinn and his wife went to Lollapalooza in France last That's year. That's right. right. It was, a, it was yep. incredible. Yeah. Which, uh, which I mean, why not go to Lollapalooza in France? Never mind that there's 16 of them here in the States. Say, Let's go all the way to Lollapalooza. Oh, oh here we go. Yeah, Just because the, the one's in Chicago. Why can't we go international with it? Like, what's wrong with that? So, so Brady basically paid ninety thousand dollars to go watch Imagine Pterodactyls play some dumb set in Paris. Um, so, because of that, I'm going to support my friend and my radio wife, Brady Quinn. I'm going to take France, also because there's no other team left, and also because they have that one player, Mbappe or whatever his name is, Mbappe. Whatever <laughs> that guy too. <laughs> Clocked at twenty-seven miles an hour in a game in Paris this year. Was he nineteen? Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. He runs 27 miles an hour. They clock yes. him in one game. Yeah, oh my God, <laughs> that's the thing about these guys, man. Like on the TV, because it's so so wide and spread out, um, they look slower. But I figure no. in person, you know, what, not him, dude. He's flying. You can even tell just watching the game how fast he's moving. All right, so I'll take I'll take France then. All right, I'm gonna go with um, Croatia, guys. All right, hmm. I didn't. Um, I, there's, hey, I do... Desager, how do you pronounce that midfielder they got number ten? Modric. Modric, he's good, man. I, I like watching him play. Well, I don't Cro- even know anything about soccer, uh, but he's fun. Uh, Croatia's got my favorite player, my favorite Who's soccer that? player in the world, Mario Mandzukic, <laughs> or whatever his name is. <laughs> What's his name? He's your like, favorite, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Mandzukic so, or whatever. He's, he's your favorite. Yeah. You can't yeah. pronounce his, his name. Well, what's, hey, Steve, what's his name? Mandzukic or Mandzukic? Yeah, yeah, with the penalty yeah. kicks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to contest he's not your favorite. No, he is. He plays for Juventus. Ask <laughs> Steve. He plays for Juventus, the Italian team. Which though. might be getting Cristiano your Ronaldo. favorite player's name. So nobody in this tonight is taking a Belgium team that hasn't this? lost in nearly two years. Hey, can we make a provision? How about this? Bobo and Brady have a we're joint, taking Belgium. Yeah, there you go. Joint I'm down. Yes, Belgium. we're back right, in. I'm yeah. down with that. We're Screw back in. Bobo. Now everybody's in. I'm they let us in. in, baby. We're back in. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bobo's been there before. Yeah. He's, he's, They're going to end yeah. up winning this too. The losers that get the second time around are going to end up be the winners.
So we got Belgium? <laughs> yes, Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes Bobo. Hello. So now everybody's We're back, back, to back in. Now. Yeah, everybody's back in. Hey, yeah. I was actually, uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Bobo's on uh, LatinCupid.com right now. We, we lost him as, as soon as we started talking about the Survivor Pool. Um, all right, so we. Uh, no, I was all in until about like. Um, Three weeks ago? No, I, no, I was here. Level, no, two weeks ago. It was two Let's weeks not ago. get personal, hey, Bobo. By the way, by the way, Brady Quinn has got World Cup fever. He, oh, I've never, I've never it. heard you this excited about anything. Like you have got World Cup fever. You are it's all in so on this tournament. Weird. I, I don't know why I'm so excited about it. I was texting you about it, complaining about how the coaches in soccer. Now, Desager may get upset when I say this. The coaches in soccer, I feel like, have the least impact of any or of any professional sport out there. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, think about it. You're limited in subs. There's no line and, changes like hockey, yeah. which is low scoring. So my only thing is like on the set pieces, everyone makes a big deal about how Southgate went and talked to NBA teams and NFL teams. That's why England's been so much better on their set pieces. I was watching Brazil. Those guys don't even look to the sidelines. I mean, they're just they're doing their own thing. They've got their own place set up. So I, like I the, really it's like I the mean, Cavs thing. <laughs> that's that's one NBA team, okay? Yeah. There's other examples of well, teams that actually do listen to their coach on the sideline. And, and the German team doesn't look to their sideline cuz they don't want to see their coach <laughs> pick his crotch and then smell his hand afterwards. I actually think that's a signal, okay? Oh I, I yeah. Think, well, I think, that, you know, we'll here's the thing. Bruce Bruce Feldman, who's one of the best in the business in college football. He had a fascinating um sideline for yeah. the athletic.com. It was about stealing sideline signals. Believe me, no one's looking at the German head coach trying to seal those signals, right? And they're not even sure how to interpret them. You know, is he, is he scratching the backside, the front side? Is he smelling it? Is he, is he tickling his ear with it? Let me tell you those something. are all signals. Yeah, let me tell you something. If I'm a player and I look over to the side and I see some guy either smelling his armpit, smelling his crotch, or picking his nose, or, or, like, or wiping his butt and then smelling his hand afterwards, guess what I'm doing? I'm calling the cops, okay? I'm not stealing his signs. That guy's <laughs> oh. foul mouth. He's disgusting. Okay. Let me just paint out this picture, all right? As soon as the sound or the audio started getting so good, all right, at NFL games, what we'd do is we would go back and we'd watch the games because the defense would watch the games and they would listen to all our verbiage, all our calls, mm. right? So in the week leading up to our games, they'd try to hear our calls. So if, you know, if we set them again, they'd know what play we were running. So we'd go back, we'd listen to the calls that we could hear, and then we'd change the verbiage of it, right? We'd flip it around. So one way to be able to get them to not hear any of your calls, you say something vulgar or you cuss because it's going to get bleeped out or they're going to have to silence it. <laughs> really? So then, yeah, of course. And so, so then you start smart. trying to use different cuss words or things like that to help get yourself away from you know being her on camera. And last thing I'll give you, this is kind of a secret because the Browns are going to be on hard knocks. And if I was ever on hard knocks, all right, I heard this tip. If you don't want to be on camera – and you are ever on like reality TV or something like that, or if like you're a player on the Browns and Hard Knocks, you just wave at the camera every single time it's on you. If you wave at the camera, it will never, ever, they'll never be putting you on t- TV. I'm just telling you. Wow. That's interesting. So, so a lot of the hand gestures and things like that are because they're trying to disguise stuff? A lot of the cursing? They'll- well, the cursing and all that kind of stuff, the hand gestures just depends. Well, I mean, yeah, because if, if a camera catches you, it's going to look bad, and that can very well happen. But as far as like the verbiage and all that on the TV copy, typically the TV copy will bleep it out, or they won't play the audio of it, right, if they can clearly hear a cuss word. 
And so usually that's the case of how you try to go go about getting around it. That kind of happened on a Laker game when Kobe Bryant was playing once and called out an inbounds play, swearing, and people thought he was swearing at the new coach at the time. That was actually the name of the play. He didn't think the coach was coaching. He was calling the play. Interesting. Interesting way of communicating. By the way, you can get Brady on Twitter, at Charger Security Guard. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, coming up next, we have an update on a, uh, a very strange story out of the NFL that cheers here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we have an update on a very bizarre NFL story. That'll be coming up here in just a moment. Uh, we also have great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Coming up less than 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, if it, for whatever reason your local affiliate switches over to something else, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. It is Chris Plank and Arnie Spanier who will be taking over. Uh, Arnie Spanier, whose son is a uh, minor league hockey player. I don't know if Arnie knows that we interviewed Jack Johnson earlier in the show, brand new defenseman for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And before you ask, Arnie, absolutely not will I we not introduce Jack Johnson to your son. Not a shot, no chance in hell. So wow, we do we need to uh, <laughs> to just clear the air on that uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. But make sure you stick around; those guys do yeah, a great. Yeah, I, I don't know how I'd go about doing that anyway. Like I'm not even sure how that'd work. Like yeah. what connection we have to Jack? I mean, you set the interview up. I did. So. <laughs> I absolutely, I did. Um, Brady, we've got an update on a uh, on a very bizarre story. <laughs> so we we told you the story this of uh, Jabbar Gaffney. Who was caught on surveillance video with a woman vandalizing Lido Shepard's car? Former teammate, two former teammates in the NFL. Uh, former teammate, I think they went to college together, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, Florida, Florida, baby. Yeah, Gainesville. Um, so uh, Gaffney has denied the claim, saying uh, it was not him. But uh, WJXT reports that a felony criminal mischief warrant has been issued for Gaffney's arrest in relation to the incident. Uh, Shepard also sought a restraining order against Jabbar Gaffney. Um, so that is where that's at. So if anybody happens to see Jabbar Gaffney, just uh, tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, man, they're looking for you. So. Yeah, and this is, uh, this is a little bit dicey because as we talked about, what are the two things that typically result in these sorts of issues? girls right mm-hmm. and and then sometimes money and drugs like that, that that's usually the second thing but in this particular case i believe leto shepherd or jabbar gaffney thinks that leto shepherd slept with his wife or something like that that's what supposedly he's being accused of and that's why there was that initial uh, alleged alleged retaliation that was caught on camera of something that looked like jabbar gaffney and obviously that that evidence or that footage was enough to be able to get a warrant so it doesn't look good for Jabbar. He hope he's gonna have to have an alibi. That's that, that we know of. Have you ever heard of uh, like a te- like on a team that you played uh, in the NFL or college or whatever of a uh, teammate sleeping with another teammate's wife? How did that go over in the locker room? <laughs> uh, I can't think of a specific one on the top of my head. But that's um, happened before, I, right? No, it's, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> happened before. <laughs> Um, it's unbelievable. And there's man. like couples that maybe are swingers and st- I mean there's yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff, man. Like I remember when I first got in the NFL, I kind of thought some things were sensationalized. And then the longer I was in the NFL, I was like, nope, this stuff happens. Like you can't make some of this sort of stuff up. And that's why it's it's incredible to think how like some of the best stuff hasn't ever even been written yet. Like there's still so many stories to be told. God, if you ever write a book, oh, 
Man, could you imagine if you actually came? Oh, it would be so awesome if you ever wrote a book. I would have to release it upon my death. Oh. Okay, well, that's a very depressing way to end the show. But I just wouldn't want people to be able hey, to hear some of that stuff. It's been know. a fun show. By the way, uh, congrats on the new baby. Seriously. Thank you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.